Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News covering a From Software new game leak. If you haven't seen this, uh, I'm not going to be showing the images because they are watermarked. I know they're in view of the public and the press has kind of covered it. They're not very good images, but we're not going to do that because I just I don't want to risk showing something that the, the company comes back later and says, hey, we don't want that in the video or we don't want that out there. Uh, it's a little bit easier for an article to go back and like take those images out. If you like From Software Games, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. Every Friday we do From Friday where we've been covering Elden Ring and playing Playing through from software games in the afternoon very much looking forward to lots of Elden Ring coverage here and I'm going to give you the goods right now on what exactly got leaked about this game this is an SNTR update from software's new game was leaked and it seems to be pretty convincing given the watermark on the images and the details that we have I will not be showing the images just in case from software comes behind and says hey we don't want those images in view of the public uh, and if you're looking for those images there are plenty of articles out there if you like these SNTR updates be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button or check me out on SNTR gaming where I stream live every day might be streaming right now so I'm going to be pulling this from thegamer.com as they cover this Armored Core might be coming back a leaker named Red Licorice posted on Reset Era that they'd completed a survey for a brand new Armored Core game and also saw screenshots as well as a 30-second trailer. Today, Red Licorice is back to prove their claims with a collection of screenshots. So, they initially make the claim, say they took the survey, saw the screenshots, and then they decided, well, you know what? I'll show you guys the screenshots. So, where can you view them? You can view the screenshots below on thegamer.com's article or over on Reset Era. They're all watermarked, so Red Licorice is likely uh, not going to be on future surveys with the developer from From Software, uh, but their sacrifice is our gain as we get our first look at the new Armored Core game and what it might look like. The images are small and hard to see past the watermarks, but they certainly show the sort of high-octane action that the series is known for. There are mechs performing high-flying maneuvers while firing autocannons and missiles through giant industrial complexes, military facilities, and the burnt-out ruins of an ancient civilization, all of its very high-tech, which is another series hallmark. So, this is very, very big departure from what you might know from Software 4, which is the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and very, very soon, Elden Ring. So, this is a huge, huge departure uh, from that. You know, it's a, it's a third-person sort of mech combat game, and uh, Red Licorice has information even about the game's plot. Red Licorice gave more detailed description of the game's plot. Armored Core 6, which we don't know if that'll be its official name, uh, will leave Earth for the planet of Bashtar. A substance called uh, Malang has been discovered on this alien plane, and it could dramatically advance human society, leading to conflict from multiple factions. Governments, cultists, mercenaries, and corporations are all fighting over this malang, and the protagonist picking sides throughout the conflict. Now, if you're thinking, man, when's this game going to get its sequel? It actually has been a long time. This is being viewed from these initial leaks as a sequel. As with previous Armored Core games, players will be able to customize their mechs to suit their own combat style. Guns, missiles, swords, and shields are all available for players to choose between long or short-range combat. Maps will be massive, quote, and have, quote, three-dimensional, with offering plenty of opportunity for players to keep their distance uh, or close to melee range. 
Now, From Software has not confirmed anything about this new Armored Core game, so there's a couple things we have to consider. Number one, the Elden Ring timing. I can't see this game coming out anytime soon, given the Elden Ring launch date is right around the corner, and it seems to be the From Software magnum opus, and they have a lot of uh, riding, a lot of lot riding on this game's success, and it's going to probably have a lot of success going forward. Armored Core could launch late this year if it is far in development, but I don't think that that is likely this is probably just early market research to gauge the interest and what people would think and given that it is such a giant departure from the classic from software games and feels it it might it might be a a long long distant future launch there's also the rumors about a bloodborne remaster and we don't know if that would involve from software or not and how sony wants to proceed with that but again these are things to consider with the timing of wanting a game like armored core 6 as we're calling it to launch and have success and have people care about it so for now there's images there's details and they seem legitimate but a timeline is nowhere in sight as always if you like these sntr updates hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video and I'll see the rest of you right now. I don't know if you think this is legitimate or not. What you guys think of this type of a claim? What you know? Do you think uh, this is this is a this is a franchise that From Software has an interest in continuing with uh, and 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 putting more into it? Uh, we know we have a lot of From Software fans here on this uh, on this channel as we've continued to dive into our Elden Ring coverage as well uh, as our coverage and our gameplay through Sekiro and our recent complete playthrough of Dark Souls 3 and so very interested in what you guys think about this. I for one am surprised that they would even be backing a project that is just so far outside of uh, of what most of their games look like these days. Now we do know uh, Miyazaki did an interview and said that they were interested in branching out into live service games and I I, I don't want to step ahead here but maybe this is the game they were considering doing that with since you would have customization of your mech and and a a, a sort of a world that you could go and invest in and grow your character um uh don't need from software for a bloodborne remake right you don't necessarily need them but they would probably consider that in their launch right they would consider um how many people would be looking for that bloodborne remake um it is legit says wheezy it's the same as when bloodborne leaked years ago so wheezy is saying that the leaks are are legit so let's do this uh duh, 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 duh. uh armored armored core leaks are they legit yes or no curious what you guys think do you think these are legit do you think they're genuine um Again, you can go check out the images on Reset Era or thegamer.com. I don't want to show them because I don't know what companies like this tend to do when this stuff gets leaked and gets covered in YouTube videos because I can't go back and edit them out like the same way you can with like a with like an article if they're like hey you know take those images down they can go hit edit on the article and say you know from software requested a takedown on the images and then obviously the rest of the article can stay up so don't think i've ever played an armor cord i i've never ever played one before someone saying mecha sekiro are they really challenging games like are they games in in the vein of from software where like you're gonna get your you know your head well (laughs) your mech's head taken off like are they are they significantly challenging Miyazaki hinted in an article as well that he was interested in bringing back Armored Core. It was the series that gave From Legs before Souls. Really? Armored Core is their roots. Their difficulty started around that era. Mitch says super hard. Yes. 
Armored Core is brutal difficulty, says Atomic T. Interesting. I did not know this. It didn't look like that kind of game because I'm like, oh, you're in a mech suit or whatever, right? Like that. It's very easy to be misled by what a game looks like in its appearance and, and what it tends to do. You need to spec your mech for each fight or else you get killed. I know there was that game called The Surge that had like big robotic arms and weaponry and weird things that tended to, uh, you know, that, that, that tended to, you know, give you a lot of different, you know, really tough fights. Like those games were supposed to be pretty tough and, and, and Souls-esque as well. Um, so Souls games kind of rely on stats. Armored Core makes stats and loadouts crucial to success. So we got, we got two people now saying that like Armored Core gameplay is really, really challenging and you really have to spec out properly in order uh, to survive. Armored Core 4 uh, answer was brutal PvE and PvP. Uh, I seriously don't know why people are surprised by this. You know what it is, Zooth? I think it's because Elden Ring is just around the corner. I think that's probably one of the reasons why people are surprised, like, a From Software new game leaking right around the time that Elden Ring is about to come out. It just seems odd. Um, Miyazaki explicitly said Armor Cord was one of the games they were working on while they were still working on Sekiro. So this has been in development then potentially for, like, a super long time if all the way back to Sekiro, they were working on this. That's a long time, because Sekiro launched, what, like three or four years ago, did it not? Sekiro release date, I thought it was 2018. No, 2019, I'm sorry. So 2019, so three years ago, Sekiro comes out, so that means four or more years ago, they were working on the next Armored Core. It could be more, it could be closer to launching than uh, than I was speculating in the video. I feel like we'll get it end of this year, says Mitch. You have to spec and optimize for the encounter. You go in, get your butt kicked, try new stuff, rinse and repeat. Man, armored core movement is more free-flying and fun, though, especially in four. Uh, especially four, answer. Why do you keep putting... Why is the word answer? Is four answer the, the name of the game? They were working on Elden Ring since the Ring City in Dark Souls 3. Dadgummit. It amazes me. If you guys didn't see my response to the Elden Ring criticism, then it amazes me that there's so much criticism for Elden Ring's appearance and graphics. Like, the game's been in development for such a long time. It would make sense why the graphics are... They're good, but not mind-blowing. I still think the graphics are very, very good. I don't think that they're bad. Stats and the mechs need to be on par for every fight. They work on games for a while, says Lambert. Yeah, since 2018, most likely, I'd say 2023 for the launch date, says Master Ty. Oh, yes, it's the title of the game. It looked weird the way you were typing, and I was like, Armored Core 4 Answer. I was like, what? Armored Core 4 Answer came after Armored Core 4. Oh, oh, oh. It's an Armored Core 4-2. So was it like an expansion or like an, uh, uh, an add-on game experience or something? It's one of the latest Armored Core in the series, Armored Core 4 Answer. So was it a DLC or was it a whole game in, a, in addition to Armored Core 4? Each numbered entry in Armored Core has an expansion that comes after. The full title was Armored Core 4 Answer. Okay, now I understand. Okay, got it. Thank you for the clarification. 
So if you guys are new and tuning in, make sure and take the poll at the top of the chat. Every Friday we cover from software games, and uh, obviously Elden Ring has been center stage every Friday morning for the talk show that I'm doing right now. We're usually in talk show format, but the afternoons on Friday is my first playthrough of Sekiro. Just recently finished my first playthrough of Dark Souls 3. So if you like watching somebody get salty and rage and fail, uh, then make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss those Fridays. If you're already a fan of the show and you've been here before, thanks for tuning in we've got a poll at the top of the chat do you think these armored core leaks are legit everyone's saying yeah they're legit they said they've been working on the game for a long time some are speculating a release end of this year or next year so it's a separate game entirely it's a whole game so it's not just like a DLC tack on people are saying that armored core 4 answer is a full game that's so confusing that they do it that way we need 9 more likes for the first 100 likes thank you guys so much for smashing the like button Dr. Ravioli's like, happy Friday, everyone. Yeah, it's not Friday, even though we're talking from software. uh, It is not Friday, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. This morning, we did cover Take-Two buying Zynga. uh, We had a great turnout from the core audience, but the YouTube YouTube, uh, crowd did not care about that that topic, so we moved on to this topic a little bit earlier. They were whole games but were equivalents to a modern DLC expansion. It's featured a new campaign, uh, a handful of new parts, balance changes, and locations and maps. I thought we had to pretend that we didn't enjoy your pain. Are we doing it honestly now? Oh, there's plenty of people that they only tune in to see me get really angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that people like to like get clips of me getting angry and like make fun of me, but it's just like that's literally why people tune in. Like... You're basically promoting what From Friday is all about, is me getting ticked off. Like, (laughs) free advertising, I guess. Thanks so much. Um, Armored Core 4, not 4A, had one of the most memorable boss fights ever. You had to fight a sniper mech on a pitch black desert at night. The only time you saw her coming was when lightning struck. Oh, no way. That sounds really frustrating. (laughs) That sounds really frustrating. Thoughts on the owl fight. Okay, so the Sekiro Owl Fight, Ashen, here, here, here are some of the, the, the layers of frustration. Uh, there were people that were really discouraging me from, from dodging. They were saying, dodging is death, dodging's not good, blah, blah, blah. And I think they overstated it. And they didn't necessarily overstate it because leading up to that fight, dodging generally doesn't work all that well. You're either jumping over a red attack or you're doing the Mikri, okay? So you're not necessarily doing like side-to-side dodging. The Dark Souls instinct in me was making me very, very frustrated in the early areas of Sekiro, right? Because why? I was treating it like Dark Souls. I was trying to roll out of the way. I was trying to make space. I was trying to get away from them. And generally, that's not how you're supposed to play. Like, Madam Butterfly clicked for me. Why? You stay on top of her. The Ghost Monk, it clicked for me. Why? Because you stay on top of her. And the Owl Fight seems to be structured very differently. You're needing to do a lot of sidesteps on him. And so it was irritating. It's like, well, that feels like the game's kind of like messing with you. It's like, well, now that we've completely pounded you into dust and got rid of the Dark Souls instinct to dodge, well, now you got to dodge quite a bit. (laughs) It's not that you don't dodge at all up to that point. It's that you dodge far less frequently than you block uh, parry and deflect or whatever, or Mikri. So I was pretty irritated. A lot of that is uh, my fault. I should have... I should have taken the victory and been like, hey guys, brand new boss, we'll pick it up next time. We got, we had 30 minutes left. I thought, 
I got a little bit of an ego, so I was like, the last couple times, there's only been 20 or 30 minutes left, I've been able to turn it around and beat the boss, and I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show how good I am at this game, and I, I got absolutely shellacked, and so I got pretty irritated, so, um, Sekiro is sidestep attack, sidestep attack, there's a totally different reason behind it, right. On Sunday, I go to church and I light up a candle and I pray that From Software is secretly working on Kingsfield or a Togi Myth of Demons remake. <laughs> uh, so, if you guys are enjoying the From Software discussion, uh, the From Software new game leaked is Armored Core. There are screenshots. If you want to find them, they're on thegamer.com. They're on Reset Era. If you like this kind of content, I am a safe-for-work broadcaster. Monday through Friday, I'll be in your sub-feed covering a variety of gaming news topics. So be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. And if you're a From Software fan, every Friday is From Friday. So we've been breaking down all the different Elden Ring news. Uh, We should have some really good Elden Ring stuff for this Friday. And I'm working through my very first play session of Sekiro. We just recently finished my very first play session of Dark Souls 3 and then there will be assuredly tons of Elden Ring coverage here once the game comes out because our Elden Ring coverage has been very well received uh, all the different topics from last week I defended it against criticism people saying the game didn't look that good uh, to breaking down leaks uh, to, to, to me saying I think they're going to give the game live service treatment a lot of people don't don't agree with me on that one that's one that I get some flack for from from software fans Uh, The screenshots are not screenshots, they are concept art. I saw, no, there was a couple that looked like screenshots. The one looked like their guy was actually in combat. Are you saying it's concept of combat? It looked like actual gameplay to me. But again, it's hard. They're they're small and there's these giant watermarks on them. So. That's why he's frustrating. You're fighting a shinobi now instead of a samurai, so he fights so differently. Got it got it i'm not fighting a samurai i'm fighting a shinobi okay okay we're gonna start treating from software uh we're gonna try to start uh, treating from fridays a little bit differently um so that maybe the gameplay gets slightly shorter but then the episodes would be very very condensed and like hey here's lono beating this boss here's lono beating this boss in the earlier stages it's hard because you make tons of progress and you kill multiple mini side and main bosses now that we're a little bit later in the game we probably should be taking one boss each time uh i beat the ghost monk at about an hour and a half and now it would have been a perfectly fine time to be like hey that's a good episode you know, I have the ghost monk in the thumbnail, and then that would be the episode. Instead of forcing it, right, and stretching myself and getting really irritated. So, uh, Raging Snake says, these are for sure screenshots from the game. So if you're just tuning in, the From Software new game leaked was Armored Core, and uh, the screenshots are being debated about in chat, whether or not they're concept art or gameplay. If you think these screenshots are legitimate, take the poll at the top of the chat, the poll's been going for about 11 minutes. 71% of the audience saying, yeah, these leaks are real. Uh, they're not They're not fake. And 29% kind of doubting it and saying, no, they don't think so. Um, I think they're real. I, I do. I, I think from the details that we saw, uh, the details that we saw from the person who got their hands on them, uh, I think they're genuine and uh, I think they're real. And um, they're not something that... Uh, that you would get your hands on with watermarks and size and resolution. Uh, also, just the details that they got uh, about the about the the game the games you know what what the game is going to feature. Uh, I thought it was it was pretty telling that like okay this this person got uh, some inside scoop to some degree um, yeah, beyond beyond just like 
what I think happens a lot of times with leaks is I think a lot of the leaks come from marketing companies. I've given you guys my theory on this before, where I feel like a marketing company gets its hands on a bunch of materials, and uh, those materials give them the ability to put together like trailers and such. And then somebody in that company gets just enough of a look at some stuff and just enough of some glimpses at some stuff that they then uh, turn around and and leak that to the public. Whether it's details or launch date rumors or, you know, different things like that. They, I think a lot of the times these leaks come from marketing companies. They hand off all their assets to a marketing firm and the marketing firm has less care about controlling whether or not the stuff leaks. Now, obviously they might care if they, uh, if they don't get, you know, if they don't get future work because anytime anybody works with them, they end up, you know, losing, <laughs> losing assets or I'm sorry, having uh, leaked assets. Uh, that certainly is, is going to play a part in them, in them getting future work. So. This is our second stream of the day, so remember to smash the like button and switch to live chat. Huh? She's on her way back, so no, we're not doing that. Mm -mm. So make sure and take the poll at the top of the chat. Make sure and take the poll at the top of the chat and uh, answer that question. Do you think these leaks are legitimate? Um, the, 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 The word on the street is that, is that, is that, there would be uh, there's interviews with Miyazaki where he said that they were already working on this back when they were working on Sekiro, and 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 that means it's been in it's been in development for quite some time. No. The way you guys acted the other day, no, you've lost the privilege. I know you're sad, but no. No, Mama's on her way back. No more. And if you if you stay in here and continue to do this there'll be a greater consequence than just not getting to watch a show. Thank you. I'm going to need to watch some Armored Core 4A hard missions. They're great. I know it's from 2012, but it just looks terrible. Well, I mean, that's 10 years ago, though. You know? How many year, How many? How many games are a decade old and look that impressive? You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know. You'd have to find some games from 2012 to do some comparisons because games back then when they tried to do like big open open places and open expanses and things like that, I think it was uh, it usually had a lot of like repeat textures, not a lot of great lighting or fidelity, you know, because they were they were they were trying to, you know, push the push the envelope cartoons revoked. Well, they just watched an entire movie. So, yeah, <laughs> Um, I think since Madam isn't home, I should just go ahead and order a pizza for myself, said Zubair. I don't know how those two are related. If you're just tuning in, we'd love to hear from you. Make sure and hit subscribe. That way you can talk in the chat. You uh, can leave a comment whether or not you think these From Software new game leaks are real about Armored Core. Uh, Also, we'd love to hear from you in chat. When do you think the game is going to launch? Because people are saying, look, man, it's been in development for a while. Uh, as far back as Sekiro's development, this game was in development, and so that could be that that could mean it's it's arriving late this year uh, or early next year. I was I was a little bit ignorant to that reality, and when I made my comments this morning in my video this morning, uh, I said, "Look, I I don't with the with the timing of Elden Ring and the rumors about a Bloodborne remaster, I, you know, I don't I don't see this coming out anytime soon. They don't want to step on each other's toes, even though they wouldn't be in charge of the Bloodborne remaster." Um, they would, they would certainly have to consider the popularity of the Bloodborne remaster launching and how that would detract from sales and, you know, y- you want to space things out. 
Combat and Assassin's Creed canon will be... Oh, Armored Core. <laughs> I saw AC and thought Assassin's Creed. Uh, King Orca says, Combat and Armored Core canon will be challenging. Eugene says, 2012 was a good year. Fall this year or spring next year, possibly, says Reckless Gambit. It doesn't matter if you can't see the connection. I just need to distract you long enough to get this order in. <laughs> Armored Core 4 answer is definitely more fun to play uh, and rough to watch. Why is it rough to watch? Is the gameplay just, is it too fast or something? Is it, is it, is it, does it not translate well to like recordings or streams or something of that nature? I'm just glad Armored Core is back. I always like the series from From, says Salem. I want to see another Lost Planet. That game was cool. Mass Effect 3 dropped in 2012 and looked so much better. Yeah, but Mass Effect 3 was the third game, was it not? So the the in 2012, is that the which Armored Core is that? Is that the first one? Cuz like if you go to let's go to this. Let's look up uh let's see. Armored core for answer gameplay. Let's see if we can get some screenshots of that one. Isn't that the most Yeah, the graphics don't look that impressive even in 4. It doesn't seem to be the the focus. Um obviously we could try and look at 5. That would be more recent. Um Yeah, even that picture up there um the first Armored Core was 1997. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Armored Core 5, yeah, I'm looking at the graphics, and uh, yeah, they don't they don't seem to be that stellar. Um, so either it wasn't the focus, maybe engine limitations, whatever they built the game in, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's clearly not about graphics, though. So, uh, Armored Core 5 was 2012, and it looks great in my opinion. Yeah, compared to Mass Effect 3, it, it I don't know. Yeah. He's almost back. We're... We're... Can you guys navigate to it? <laughs> what does navigate mean? Um, the... I appreciate you making an appeal in a calm way. Um, Mama said she was almost back 10 minutes ago, so she'll be back any minute and it'll be time to eat. Okay? So, if you handle like a champ, it'll go well for you. Alright? Did From do any non-Souls game in the last two years? Sekiro's just a little different, but it's still uh, similar enough. I mean, ten years is a long time in gaming. Sure, but I think people are right to point out like another game with like big expansive areas, you know? And, and, and... You know, Mass Effect didn't have like enormous, uh, enormous areas, but it certainly, you know, Halo Four was also in 2012. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the world and the spaces look look uh, look really good. Um, I think Armored Core was always about getting to pilot giant mechs quickly and blowing stuff up. It wasn't about the graphics, although they did improve it by a bit. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. No. It's almost it's almost lunchtime. So what's going to happen is you're going to get invested in an audiobook or or a movie or something or a show. I understand. Let me finish. Let me finish. You're going to get you're going to get wrapped up in something like an audiobook or a show and then when it's time for lunch, you're going to have like a meltdown because you're not going to be able to finish it. So let's just go through the normal routine of lunch and then rest time with stories, okay? I need you just to say yes, papa, and go back out there. Thank you. 
Uh, they did a VR game for PlayStation. Armored Cool. Okay, sorry. Take a five minute break. No, uh, no, 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 no. Trust me. This is this is this is not a. This is not. I don't need your input. Um, on the Dreamcast, you have Slave Zero and Gundam. There were other mech games, yeah. I don't necessarily think the lack of graphical fidelity in Armored Core is a concern. It doesn't seem like the kind of game where that matters, right? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it matters. Um, the thing to remember about most Armored Core is the crazy controls people use to sim back in a mech. They were like a flight stick on steroids. Yeah, I guess I'd be wondering: Are they going to make it like really inaccessible with the controls? Um, because I think that's that's a challenge, right? Like you, if you give somebody the ability to do like eighteen different things, like we ran into that with Lost Ark. I was like, my gosh, there's like a thousand things I'm supposed to be doing, and I start I just started binding it all to my uh, to my mouse. I was like, this isn't very accessible. <laughs> like this, this is I, I, I'm not going to be I, I'm playing the piano on my on my keyboard, as it were. Um, that's what I'm curious about. Like. Is it is it uh, is it is it is it tough? Is it does it lack accessibility with respect to controls, um, be, because of you know just how much they can let you do and you know controllers. There's only so many buttons and there's joysticks and there's dead zones and there's everything else. Like I don't know. I don't know. Some games substitute blurriness where lots of things move fast. Well, and that's why motion blur became such a popular feature, because on a console game, it's a great way to hide everything, right? If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the From Software new game leaks. Uh, Apparently, uh, Armored Core has been in development since, like, Sekiro was in development, so the the launch date, if if you're wanting to make a prediction, feel free to hit subscribe and let us know in chat. People are saying it might show up late late this year, uh, given how long it's been in development, maybe early next year. Logical Juan says they'll probably have it to be more accessible with an original mode or something. Right, because the average person, like, I'm all for, like, not putting easy mode in from software games. But, like, the average person isn't doesn't have, like, a, a flight stick at their house, like a nice big elaborate joystick to, to make the combat in this game, you know... Uh, <laughs> enjoyable or accessible or feasible you know wanting graphical fidelity isn't a uh, isn't a western thing you need to remember that uh, Japan have an obsession with giant robots this is a western thing again I don't think the graphical fidelity is a western thing at least not in the last five or six years maybe back in 2012 but not recently Logical One says it'll be launched in 2024 you're the second person to say that chat do you guys agree with that 2024 that's a like so if it was in development in 2018 uh, or earlier you're talking about a 5 or 6 year development cycle that's probably normal for from software given what people have said about what Elden Ring was in development during uh, Dark Souls 3 so is 5 or 6 years a normal development cycle for them or are they closer to a 4 or 5 year cycle they won't release it the same year as Elden Ring to space out the hype now that i could buy into that I could buy into that they don't want they want to have Elden Ring run for its own full year of content delivery um King Orca says controller for Armored Core 4A was pretty much good okay Master Ty says 2023 earliest um 2024 gives two years for Elden Ring DLC so you think Elden Ring DLC is going to play a factor in the Armored Core 
6 release date. I'd say 2024 in my opinion. As much as it would be nice to see it in 2022, I think it would just be better to put out a couple of years from Elden Ring. There's a bit of a tradition in these mech games where the controllers are overwhelming and specific, like they're simulating this mech piloting fantasy. See, there's a breaking point, though, where, like, it's not enjoyable. You're like, man, oh, man, I can't even get anything done, or or it's requiring too much of you. Like, imagine having a game where you're, like, piloting a jet, and they want to simulate all the various controls in the jet, and it's like, it overwhelms the average player. Like, it's one thing to be like, hey, our game's tough. You know, you're going to take damage, you're going to die, you're going to have to really think through, you know, um, you know, uh, your, your build and your specs. That's one thing. It's another thing to be like, well, the controls themselves are insanely elaborate and complex, you know? Steel Battalion that had like a desk wide double joystick. Oh my gosh. That is so extreme. I cannot imagine buying a piece of equipment like that to play a game. I cannot. I just can't. If you're new, if you're new and tuning in and you want to hit subscribe, that is totally free. It enables you to talk in our chat. I'm a safe for work broadcaster. Monday through Friday, we're doing video game talk shows like this. Every Friday is From Friday, where we break down From Friday, uh, From Software Games. Uh, Elden Ring, obviously, has been predominant uh, with the coverage. And then we're playing through From Software Games for the first time. I just recently did my very first playthrough of Dark Souls 3, and now we are working through uh, Sekiro. And uh, so make sure you're subscribed to the channel with the bell button set to all. I'll be in your sub feed all week. You can subscribe in confidence. Because uh, I am safe for work. A lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. That controller for Steel Battalion was like $200. Gee, many Christmas. Delirium says, Armored Core controls have never been too complex. Sure, there's a learning curve, but it's not as bad as you're making it sound. Well, I wasn't making it sound that way. I was saying that, like, if that's their goal... So the person in chat said... I was interacting with what they said. They said they're they're wanting to simulate you know, the challenge of being in a mech suit. And I said, yeah, that's great to a certain degree, right? There's like a breaking point where you say, this is so mechanically complex, I can't even get on like the ground level of like the mechanism of the game, right? So I'm not trying to indicate that like, oh my gosh, Armored Core is so complex. I was saying there is a level of complexity that would be a breaking point and you seem to be indicating that they don't go they don't go beyond what's reasonable honestly I don't see it releasing so soon uh, but I could see an announcement coming in a few months after the Elden Ring release so get good right right the common strategy guide for uh, for a From Software game yeah so I've got these amazing strategy guides that we're going to be releasing uh, for every single one of From Software's games uh, th- these strategy guides are going to be very expensive because the advice I give you uh, is 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 extremely helpful and accurate, uh, and they're basically just called Get Good, uh, the Get Good series, and that's all it is. You like open this big huge book, and it's like, all right, so for this boss uh, in this section of the game, you know, you're on page like 33. You're like, all right, so what you want to do is uh, you want to get good. I mean, that's really going to be your approach here when you go into the arena and you're kind of analyzing the different rhythms of the fight. Your best approach is just to get good. Really, really be better uh, than you are. And uh, if you can't manage to get good, then, you know, I'd close the book now. (laughs) It'd be the greatest strategy guide series in the history of strategy guides. 
The controls of the Armored Core games have always been able to be handled by a normal controller, says Salen. It should be fine. The main problem will be, uh, how do you want to build your core? Right. Yeah. 200 pages of Get Good. That's right. Chapter 1, The Claymore. (laughs) Uh, I'd like you to consider not sucking. Right. Is there a chance Elden Ring would cannibalize Armored Core's success? Oh, for sure, for sure. If they launch too close together, then yeah, it would make it really, really hard for Armored Core to to have its day and its time in the sun. So that's why I think people saying there are people that are like, well, no, you're going to want at least like two years, a 24 month cycle for you know all of the uh, all of the Elden Ring DLC content to hit, and um, that that would then create a better window, like a healthier window of time, because the challenge is always with games like this I think I think one of the challenges is how do you how do you set the game up for success when you you clearly have a ravenous fan base right because you're going to have people that especially if you think about it from this perspective there are going to be people that enter the month of February and say I can afford to buy one game right now that could be an economic reality that could be a personal reality where they're like I just don't have time or I don't have the money now add into that like the fan base of a game so the fan base of from software games the fans that are like man I I love from software games and, and bloodborne and dark souls and I can't wait for Elden Ring and so so Elden Ring comes out and they're they're gonna buy it well, if, 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 you know, if Armored Core comes out like two months later, they'd be like, man, what are you doing? I've not even done a second playthrough or a play or game plus, new game plus yet, or, you know, DLC hasn't even come out yet. What are you doing? So certainly I think that that would mean Armored Core would get, would get shoved back, you know, pretty significantly. That's why a lot of people are saying like 2024, 2023 to give uh, Elden Ring at least a full calendar year to release and then have uh, extra additive content. Now, for those of you that don't know, you may be not familiar with my coverage. Um, I have I have argued that I think there will be live service elements to Elden Ring and how it expands and how it uh, and how it continues. Um, I think I think that'll be I think that'll be how they how they approach it. I do. I it, it's it's in in general. I think in general the. Uh, the live service elements of games are going to become more prominent and more common. And a lot of people disagree with me. They're like, no, Elden Ring will do classic DLC. They're not going to do live service. Um, and I proposed a number of theories of how I think it's going to work. Um, and some of it is tied to the lore and some of it is tied to the story. And let's just say for the sake of argument that I'm correct. Well, that will also then certainly have an effect on when Armored Core lands because what they would say is they would say, well, we really need Elden Ring to run its course before we we launch armored core 6 which is a we're assuming that's what they would call it right um someone called armored core a niche game uh a niche game hold back the from software fans yeah for if, if so if you've not been here before we've had the um we've had the 
from software games are niche we've had that debate up one side down the other we've looked at total sales success of the franchise compared to other what we would consider to be like mainstream franchises like gears of war and others and from software games are a lot less niche than you might think they're actually quite popular um it's just if you look at your Western, more more American experiences in your in your in your your communities, you're probably going to find yourself not in company of lots of people that have played these games because they're not. I don't think they're as popular uh, in in the Western or the American market as they are uh, probably in the Japanese market. Miyazaki has stated that they were looking for ways for Armored Core to appeal to a Western audience. They want to bring it back and have it be big. Imagine Armored Core is a live service with customizable mech suits, ETC for micros. Some people would eat that up. I will concede this point, Dusk. If you asked me which game seems better suited for live service, Armored Core is better suited for it. Because you could release different, you could release different uh, armor sets, mech sets, different mech suits. You could have customizable things that get released in like a battle pass. You could have seasonal things. You could have uh, all these things that you're doing uh, with the mech suits themselves and your mech and all of that, I think that yes, I would immediately concede the point that if they're working on, and Miyazaki has indicated that they want to dip their toe into live service games, like to try one, to do one, um, I would say Armored Core is better suited for it than Elden Ring. I, I would immediately concede that. Now my pushback would be, it seems as though Elden Ring is their magnum opus and it's open world and that's a pretty big shift for them that could be the groundwork for a live service Elden Ring right somebody could push back and say however Lono Armored Core is basically their the granddaddy of From Software and they would want to treat it with you know this ushering in a new era and really have it last long and be good and then somebody could push back and say, okay, sure. Or they could say, we want to be true to Armored Core. We want to be true to the, the franchise uh, and the game up to now. And, that, and live service wouldn't fit with that. Elden Ring is a brand new IP and therefore could be better suited for somebody saying, well, it's if we're going to branch into live service, it makes more sense to do it with a new IP as opposed to an established franchise. There's good arguments on both sides. I think there could be a really good back and forth. You've never heard of this game until now. It's I guess somebody was saying it's like their earliest their earliest games are uh, Armored Core games. Um, yo, what's good, Takashi? How are you? I did not have time to read your book that you put in the YouTube chat last night. I pulled it up. I looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh, Takashi. I was like, no, I don't have time for this. I had to uh, I had to not I had to not read it. <laughs> so sorry. Uh. Armored Core is a mech game. It's one of From Software's longest-running franchise franchises. Kingsfield. So it's Kingsfield, their first game. Yeah, it's not a new franchise. This has been around for a long time. It's one of their earlier. It's one of their earlier games. So in the in their in the history of their games, where does this one land with respect to like From Software games? Where does this one land in the in the lineup? If you're tuning in for the From Software new game leaked. It is Armored Core. We're not showing the screenshots. You can find them on Reset Era. You can find them on thegamer.com. We broke all that down. If you want to comment in the chat, you do need to be a subscriber. It is free to subscribe. Do me a favor and take the poll at the top of the chat. Armored Core leaks. Are they legit? Do you think they're legit? 
Dflow says the most fun part was building the mechs and the PvP aspect. The rest was pretty throwaway. Kingsfield was pre-Demon Souls. Um, pre-Demon Souls. Okay. I'll go, man, don't worry. Many of my comments are not just for you, but for the folks in general. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I can't always be a part of it. Or, or give you a response. I'll have to watch that later, Pico. I didn't realize how long it was. Uh, I don't know. The music in Armor Core 4A still slaps. It's a spiritual predecessor to the Soul series. So Kingsfield is the spiritual predecessor to the Soul series. Okay, okay. Kingsfield is the OG of all software, of all from software games. Akuta Papa with a $10 tip. Armored Core not being popular in the U.S. is weird as Mech Warrior was a massive franchise in the U.S. Armored Core is more arcadey than Mech Warrior. Do you think it's because Armored Core is so significantly? Is it difficult? Is it you think it's you think it's the difficulty thing? <clears throat> like we don't seem to like super difficult games over here. We, we th- th- there's a growing I think there's a growing audience in the West for super difficult games but it does seem to get less traction here I'm 35 an Armored Core veteran played every Armored Core oh okay okay that was good keeping it short instead of letting it grow out oh yeah I guess that's true so did you get it did you get it cut to keep it short or did you get it cut to grow it out is the question you don't know well, it looks cute. Your kids, your kids were were giving me a hard time. <laughs> they wanted to watch a bluey, and I said no. And one of them had a meltdown in here, and I was like, I was like, don't you do that. <laughs> he he gave a very calm appeal, but I still said no, and he handled it very well. Sorry, I want to read that. Played every Armor Core made, was on a team that was top. Armor Core 5, in the verdict day, I would kill for a new Armored Core game. Okay. I guarantee you Armored Core is a niche game. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what's total sales for the Armored Core franchise? Probably not nearly, not nearly as well as the rest of the Dark Souls games, right? Bluey slaps, yeah. They had just watched uh, Tarzan. They had watched a whole movie. They liked Tarzan, the the Disney one, the animated one. And uh, they wanted to watch Bluey. And I knew my wife was on her way back. And I said, no. And we have been really struggling with um, falling to pieces. (laughs) They they struggle with it. They do. And um, so I was trying to help them. What is Bluey? It's a it's a really really cute little good kids cartoon. Like I think it's Australian. It's really good. So definitely not huge. Yeah, Met games don't get a lot of traction over here, which is quite a shame. Uh, when I was wrong, when I was young, a Bluey was a slang for a blue movie, and then I remember you don't mean that. Yeah, definitely don't mean that. I, <coughs> excuse me. 
Skunk King says, I feel like due to the Souls' success, Armored Core would be stronger than ever. I remembered loving those games as a kid. If it's not Madden, it's Nish. Right, right, right. <laughs> Never mind, I forgot Google existed for a second. Well, I have no problem telling you what Bluey is. I'm the one that brought it up. You know, my kiddos wanted to watch. Uh, they wanted to watch an episode. <laughs> and uh, so, we said no. I said no, that is. Yo, Dusk6, our, our first new member in a while. We've had a lot of member renewals, but our first new member in a while. Thank you so much for clicking that join button. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. You can get increased access in our Discord if you like using Discord servers. If not, we appreciate the direct support of the channel. If you want to support the channel directly, you can use the dollar sign at the bottom of chat, send a tip, become a paying member, or uh, all of our various sponsors that rotate in the corner. I am wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. Those are disc plates. And we do have our own coffee. So if you've never tried our coffee before, we have a light roast, a dark roast, and a holiday blend. People in chat can tell you which one's their favorite if you want some testimonials. 24-hour stream to celebrate 10K when? No. In a while, he says? Yeah, it was like last week. It's been a couple of days since we've had a new member. You know, usually, a couple new members of stream is, 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 is the hope, isn't it? I don't really push it. I don't really push it. I think the talk show has taken over to the point that, like, I don't mention the coffee. I don't mention my t-shirt. I don't mention the disc plates. You know, that that runs down in the corner. Um, I don't mention the direct ways of support nearly as much as I used to. And I know it probably affects how many members we get, you know, how much coffee we sell. But when the talk show's moving and grooving, I don't, I don't like to disrupt it, you know? Uh, I will say, I will say there are free ways to support the channel. If we could get 30 more likes, roll the likes over to 200. And if you haven't hit subscribe yet, do that. That is free. Uh, you can subscribe in confidence. I'll be in your sub feed all week with good variety gaming talk shows like this. And it is safe for work. A lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. I think the difficulty was the main reason a lot of the Western audience didn't touch it. I think that it was in Armored Core Last Raven. Your weapons could take damage overheat and you had to drop your weapon or switch. Oof. Same, yeah. Jin and Lino, were, were you guys? When were you guys new members? I thought it was last week. I used to be a member on Presents, but due to work hours, I spent all my time listening to you on Spotify. Uh, but I could not support after all the hours of entertainment. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. Presents continues to get content. Uh, don't forget, there is a premiere over there today hitting about uh, Disguised Toast getting banned. Uh, we already covered Pokey. And so all the stuff going over there on purple um, has been has been very, very easy to cover. Uh, <laughs> um, I love Last Raisin for that reason. I got good at breaking annoying enemy parts. I believe a mech game in VR could probably be more well-received due to the simulation aspect specifically. Yeah, like a Voltron. Can you imagine like a Volt- Voltron VR even sounds good, you know? Voltron VR. Um... That could be that could be very very popular. <laughs> yeah, you got to get your arms and you're punching and you got all these different things and your controls that you could be doing. 
The main reason I never the main reason I never touched it as a Western gamer is because it was literally never advertised to me. Well, and they're not going to advertise to us if we're if we're not if we're not prone to buying those types of games. I feel all alone over on presents with my membership. You shouldn't feel alone. Every time we do a premiere in the afternoon, there's tons of people with badges and renewing, and we're going to start to do a, um, a live stream over there to give you guys breakdowns every week. Give you an opportunity to discuss things live with me. We need uh, a mech genre revival. I me- uh, I remembered up last Friday why people were pestering you about uh, Divine Confetti. Oh, you can't do a membership during Sekiro and expect a shout-out. I am sorry, Lido. <laughs> uh. A 24-hour stream, but you drink? Well, that would end up being about a 7-hour stream. <laughs> uh. It's almost like Purple's paying you back with indirect exposure. I'm here for it. (laughs) Mech games were always held back by technology, says Eugene. Now we can use the open worlds of destruction ETC. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That could be the Play VR, since there's uh, the PS VR 2 coming soon. I've played the first iterations of Marvin Core on PlayStation. Mech genre revival. Fixing Titanfall 2 and releasing Titanfall 3. Oh, man. So many people want another Titanfall. It is just... Uh, I, you know why we're going to get one? Because it, it would it, because people want one. <laughs> Armored Core 6 running on Unreal Engine 5. Has that been confirmed, or are you hoping that they do that? Welcome to all the new people hitting subscribe. Thank you so much. I can see people are hitting subscribe. Welcome to all the new subscribers. Make sure and say something in chat if you want to introduce yourself. Um, Graydon says we need a new front mission entry okay okay Um, I try to make sure and read as many comments as I can I think armored core didn't catch on because build crafting was kind of obtuse it was harder to equate stats to classic fantasy stats yeah I think people building their characters and, and, and investing in stats and things oh you're hoping it's with unreal engine 5 the new Iron Eagle leak looks good, and it seems to be pretty much the same as the other armor leaks we've gotten so far. Also, Titanfall 3, please. Yeah. I think third-person combat has evolved a lot since 2012 as well. Thanks so much uh, Thanks much to Dark Souls. Yeah, you've got games like Dark Souls. You've got action-adventure games like Jedi Fallen Order, Sekiro. Um, you've got uh, Ghost of Tsushima. A lot of these games, I think, have have done a lot to really, really bring third-person action-adventure combat forward. I mean, the combat in in Tsushima is just immaculate, you know, as an action-adventure game. It's just wonderful. Um, You're talking about Armored Core, the game. I thought you were talking about Halo. My bad. No, no, no. A From Software new game leak, uh, Armored Core 6 screenshots, I guess we could call them. Uh, that we're asking you at the top of the chat, do you think that they're legitimate? Um, 
A Met game with Souls camera movement? Chef's kiss. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've not been here before, I rant about the, 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 the camera and Souls games. It's, it's, it's the other boss in the room. Like, there's two bosses in the room. There's the boss, and then there's the camera. <laughs> I played Armored Core 2, Another Age, Armored Core 4, and Armored Core 4 for answer. I love them all, but I tried Armored Core 5, and it felt slow to me. It has seemed today like Armored Core 4, the answer, is one of the more popular in the bunch. That seems to be the one um, that more folks have mentioned. I've not seen a lot of mention, um, I've not seen a lot of praise for uh, Armored Core 5 this morning. Just like a preliminary anecdotal observation from the audience, you know? That's why I never lock on bosses. Here's the thing. People always tell me, don't lock on, don't lock on, change this thing, change that thing. The minute I don't lock on or the minute I try to change all that, I end up doing doing very poorly. It makes things worse. I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I, I can't, I can't I can't not lock on. It just doesn't work for me. Hardly any issues until I got to Madeir last night. I lock on all the time. Um, Raving Raven says, I played all the Armor Core games except for Master of Arena and Ninebreaker. Five's the weakest of the bunch, but every numbered series is different in its own way. I'd love to see Armored Core 6, though. Delirium says, I know it's being made, but those leaks look fake to me because they're purposely fuzzed out and have the lines in it. They just look small resolution and have watermarks which I think makes them more believable Akuta Papa says I just looked at Mech Warrior 1 from 1989 and it had destroyable weapons mech components and heat management systems not logging on is something you'd probably benefit from after playing the games for longer it's more of a long standing player experience thing I've done 4 runs of Dark Souls 3 I never have the camera locked I find it more difficult See, I wonder if that, like, when you start out, like, if you start out and you never lock on, if that's, like, the key. Like, because I started out and had, had been locking on from the beginning, I, like, I can't shake the habit, you know, especially in Sekiro. Like, you've got to be looking at them or the deflection just doesn't work consistently. If So, there are games that, as long as you are pressing the button to block, deflect, parry, or whatever, it doesn't matter where the attack's coming from. Like in Ghost of Tsushima, your character will literally like turn around as long as you t- as long as you hit the button at the right time. In Sekiro, no, that's not the case. Your character won't turn around. You have to be looking at them, which means you generally should be locking on. If you're not locking on, you're you're gonna you're gonna want you're gonna totally miss the deflection and get and get you know hit in the back of the head. I still think that that ghost. Uh, the corrupted monk. I still think if you're too close to her, she ends up swinging above your blade, and that's why you don't block or deflect it. I think some of her swings are are awkward if you're like underneath, like underneath her almost. 
Sekiro is definitely a lock-on game. Dark Souls 3, not so much. There were a couple of times where I tried not to lock on in Dark Souls 3, and I felt like, okay, I could make this work, but it just, I, it just, I had too much muscle memory at that point. I think the time I tried not locking on, I was like near the end. I was at like the, the, the Twin Princes. This is why the screenshots look like this for Armored Core. What is it? It is—is it, it, is that how they keep you from sharing it or something? It, what? What is that? You have to explain that screenshot to me. I don't know what that is, Weez. It's from Battlefield 2042, but I've locked my whole playthrough. The only time locking on got weird for me was with the Twin Princes because they kept teleporting behind me, and it was like messing with me. It was—I was having a hard time sometimes turning around. Fairly early. Oh, for early builds, there's an identifier. Oh, 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 I understand. I understand. With all your Souls fans that don't use lock on, admit that it's terrible. For Souls, your weapon isn't picked for you, so some weapons don't function optimally with their lock on state. Huh. I think she gets counted as hitting you in the back. Yeah, it's like she was swinging above my sword. If you try camera locking Nameless, Madeir, or Gael, your TV will explode from the rapid change. Nauseating. I was running into that with the Twin Princes. Because they would teleport behind me, and I would be like, well, you know, it's jacking me up. Like, my character's getting, like, half spun. Um, One of the things that happens in Sekiro is there's a guy, like, in the distance... And you're like trying to lock on to him, and while you're trying to lock on to him, you're you're spinning around. <laughs> you know, like that happens consistently to me in Sekiro, you know. If you're tuning in for the From Software new game leaks, uh, we're we're asking people if they think the armored core leaks are legit. There's some screenshots, they're watermarked, they're kind of fuzzy. Uh, apparently, according to interviews. Uh, according to some of the interviews, the uh, the game, the Armored Core game, has been in development uh, since even before uh, Sekiro was out. So it's possible this game is 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 far in production. And we've had predictions about the launch date. We've had some people saying, you know, late this year. No, no, next year. We've had people saying as far out as 2024. Braden says, anyone remember Zone of Enders? I remember those games having crazy movement and action for the PlayStation 2 era, that is. We do require you to subscribe if you want to talk in chat. That's just to keep out the chat bots. Um, I do these streams Monday through Friday, by the way. We cover a variety of gaming topics. Every Friday is from Friday, uh, and we've been covering a lot of Elden Ring topics. And then we go into a From Software game. So I'm doing my very first playthrough of Sekiro, and that happens on Fridays. So make sure you're subscribed with the bell button if you like variety gaming coverage, or if you're just a big fan of From From Software games, then you'll, you know, once or twice a week have a reason to tune in. Because we've been covering Elden Ring a little bit more than just once a week, because more and more information keeps coming out. 
Um, <clears throat> I wish Kojima would work on another title, but Konami owns it. Oh, really? <clears throat> Here's what I want to see from Armored Core 6. Live service, active solo and duo arena ranking, skill-based aiming, like light aim assist with controller, and lots of customization and weapon mags. So, we've talked about my theories with like Elden Ring going live service, and some of it's based on interviews where Miyazaki said they wanted to get into live service. And I conceded a little while ago that I think Armored Core makes way more sense to be a live service game. It makes way more sense. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Miyazaki has already talked about in the interviews that they would be working on a new Armored Core game, but little more than that. The screenshots are likely real, but from a very old build. Yeah, the person that claimed they saw them got like a survey about it or something. I'm getting a PSVR 2 when it comes out. I'd be over the moon if uh, Armored Core 6 had a VR mode. Now, there's a reason that won't happen. Well, not a reason it won't happen. A reason it's unlikely to happen. So... VR games have to be built specifically for VR, and an Armored Core game being a third-person sort of action-adventure style combat system, it'd be really, really tough to translate that into VR. They'd have to literally build a separate game. Um, We've talked about that a lot recently, actually. Like, VR, development for VR, the challenges that, you know, are entailed. I think Armored Core 6 would be successful as a live service, as long as the gameplay isn't slow. Yeah, people were saying that they, there was a couple of people that said they thought Armored Core 5 was slow, which I thought was interesting. Um, based on everything I heard, it was, the games were tough and kind of fast. Uh, I feel Armored Core tried live service with 5, and it didn't work out too well, says Raving. Raven. Armored Core has always been a niche series. I don't know if fans of Souls-like games will transfer over to Armored Core just because From Software made it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's been a long time. I mean, when when the last one come out, you know, like uh, 11 years ago or whatever, um, this could fill the void that Anthem couldn't? Mm, I don't think so. Because From Software Games and, and Armored Core are known for being extremely difficult. So I can't see this filling the the Anthem void. I, I, I think a, a mech-based looter could be very successful and could fill the the anthem void but it isn't going to be armored core that's for sure you know I, the the reason that anthem was so enjoyable was it was just very playable and very casual they just they didn't have any end game they didn't have a content loop the content itself was very fun and enjoyable that's not going to happen in a game like this um i don't know who put this together Malang is an unknown substance that could dramatically advance a sci-fi world created by Miyazaki from software's unique deep sci-fi worldview, a vast field that represents multi-layered world feel the tension and long short battles yeah where'd you pull that from today is my friend's birthday please wish him a happy birthday say no I'm not saying that um it's likely that you're trying to get me to say something wrong um let's see here Let's see how long you get to live here. Um, mm-hmm. mm, let's see. 
Google Translate. Yeah? Yeah? Enter text. Uh... Yeah. No. No. I played every Soulsborne game uh, from Kingsfield, so I'm definitely going to try out Armored Core at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope they bring back 8-Ball and Armored Core. Um... Nine ball or an actual eight ball? Yeah, what's that? Is that a game mode? Is it a, is it something that you play against other players? I've never touched an armored core game. Like I'm actually interested. I really am because I've really really enjoyed. Um, it's nine ball, not eight ball. Says Delirium. Watch watching armored core multiplayer combat hurts my head. It's so fast paced. I would not be interested in multiplayer. I don't like playing against other players in games like that. I just want to play through the main game. Oh, Nine Ball's a long-running villain. Thank you. Uh, John Morrill says, I like Souls and Armored Core franchises for different reasons. All these years, I've hoped for a remaster of 2 or 4. Also, I didn't find Armored Core to be difficult most of the time for certain battles. Oh, just for certain battles, it was difficult. Nine Ball is, what's the most iconic Dark Souls boss? Nine Ball is that for Armored Core. Yeah, the most iconic boss in Dark Souls? I, I don't know. I think Cinder ends up with a lot of the wallpapers and a lot of the posters and stuff. Um, I think Cinder does. Um, yeah, yeah, Lido. I've heard that. I've, I've heard that. We'll probably cover that tomorrow without any spoilers. Um, probably. Invasions are so core to the Souls experience. Armored Core 2 had a character use a mech named 8-Ball, which was a bit of a joke. I remember getting like 20 hours out of the Armored Core 2 demo on the PlayStation 1. That's how deep the game is. Dang. I know that invasions are core to the Souls experience, but that doesn't mean I have to enjoy them. That would be like saying that like multiplayer is core to the experience in Call of Duty, but that doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy multiplayer, right? Like, I just, I'm burned out on multiplayer. Like if I play a game like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, I I don't want to play against other players. I just want to play the game, if that makes sense. It's just how I'm wired. Like, I just don't enjoy it as much as I used to. I'd say Cinder is the most iconic as far as Outsiders, uh, but Insiders would probably say Artorius from Dark Souls 1. Artorius. What do you think, chat? You from software fans, who's the most iconic villain in the Dark Souls franchise? Uh, Ashen is saying Artorius. I would probably agree with you because I've seen, anytime I've looked up pictures, Artorius is everywhere. Like this black, like ghost-like, there's no face, just like an empty helmet, like really, really cool knight armor, like a, like maybe like a dead arm and then like a big sword. Yeah. If you're new and you've never been here before and you're a fan of From Software Games, we'd love to meet you and hear from you. It is free to subscribe, so make sure and hit subscribe, talk in the chat. Every Friday, we do From Fridays, so we cover Elden Ring topics in the morning, because that's the most prevalent From Software game right now, and we're doing my very first playthrough of Sekiro. We just recently did my very first playthrough of Dark Souls 3, so we always love to meet new fans of From Software games. Uh, Smash like, hit subscribe, those are free ways of support. There's direct ways of support down here, if you like my shirt, or you like my disc plates, or you want to order some of my coffee. Um, We would love 
to uh, to have you guys do that. It supports us directly. Keep in mind, we're partnered with 80s Tees and we're partnered with Displate, but the coffee is mine. Like, my wife and kiddos actually ship this to you. Um, we have a light roast and a dark roast, both of the same base flavor, and they both have balanced acidity, which is one of the reasons so many people like them. Uh, and then we have our holiday blend that is getting, you know, running, running, running down into the bottom of its, of its, uh, sources. And then once it's gone, it's gone until the next, uh, fall. Fun fact, the main villain in Armored Core 2 is the protagonist from Armored Core 1. Really? Madeer. It seems like a lot of people pick Madeer. Um. Let me take a look here. Yeah, I mean I've seen I've seen Madeer on a lot of stuff. I have. I think the twin princes end up on a lot of stuff too when I would look for Dark Souls artwork. Like, when I look for Dark Souls artwork for my thumbnails and stuff, it was usually Cinder, uh, the Twin Princes, um, uh, Madeir, and then, the, and then Artorias. I saw a lot of Artorias' stuff. As soon as you put Dark Souls 3, though, it really limits. The leaked screens look more like uh, Damon X Machina art direction. Raving Raven says, Armored Core is about how you build yourself compared to your skill. Dark Souls, from what I understand, has you pick a build and stick with it. You build towards it ETC. Armored Core is about swapping builds. Yeah, you don't get to do a lot of swapping of your build in Dark Souls. It's tough to do that. It's one of the elements of Dark Souls 3 I didn't like. I didn't like it. I didn't like not being able to like if I could have respect anytime I found a new weapon it would have been a lot more enjoyable right and I know and I know souls fans and and from fans will get defensive if you start to criticize their games but it's like there's so many different weapon types and they play so differently it would have been really really nice to experiment and like ooh a new weapon well let me respec and try this thing out instead of like well if I try it out it's going to be garbage because I've been specking into something else right So you, you, you end up feeling very late game pigeonholed. At least I did in Dark Souls 3. I felt very, very late game pigeonholed. So. Um, storytelling in Armored Core is also similar to Dark Souls in that you have to read messages, mission reports, and NPC dialogue to really know what's going on. You can respec, you just have to farm the items. Yeah, it just, I, that's what I mean. Like, it shouldn't be a headache to respec in a game like that. I know I, that's a design philosophy that I hold. If you're going to have a variety of weaponry, variety of builds, I, I just, why why do you have to make it to where I, what, what, it's painful, right? Like, why not just let me do it? Hey, you just, you just found a brand new sword, you know? And it, it, it specs off this stat that you haven't invested in at all. And you're like, okay, let me try it out, you know. There's an easy glitch in Dark Souls 3 to do exactly that. Yeah, a glitch. 
Dark Souls 3 is much better about giving you multiple upgrade items to try weapons that fit your builds. Well, you, oh, because you can, like, change what they spec into. It's super easy to respec, do invasions. Yeah, it's super easy to respec. Go do a content loop just to respec. Like, hey, you got a weapon. You want to respec and try it out? Yeah, sure. Okay, you just have to go and do something completely unrelated. <laughs> I think Secure did that best with the prosthetics. It never felt like I spent time on the wrong one. Yeah. It would make the game too easy if you could respec for each different base. Why? Armored Core is for hardcore mech nerds. It's not a mainstream franchise. I think mech games are a little bit more accepted now, though. So, you know, with, with this this From Software new game leak, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, 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 could be, uh, it could be pretty popular. It could be pretty popular when it comes out. Respecking is easy in Armored Core. You can sell back parts for the exact same price that you bought them, so you technically have access to most every part at any time. It just takes time to rebuild. The builds is why I prefer Dark Souls over Sekiro. Worth remembering for Elden Ring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paying attention and, like, not building and not specking for a while? You know. You know. Oh, they still charge you for that in that game, Dark Taco? I, I don't pay attention to that game anymore. The glitch is just to close the game while staying in the menu after you respec. Right, but if you respec and then you want to go and try it, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, I'd want to get a gun, I'd want to get a, a weapon and be like, okay, this thing specs off a of strength instead of dex. Let me rebuild and try this for a little while, okay? Alright, okay. I like the animations. I like the swing reach. I like, you know, I like how much damage I'm doing. I don't know. Pale Tongues are super easy drops. It's a guaranteed drop from invasions when you change uh, covenants. You're not making it better. (laughs) You're not making it better. 4024 or 2440 or 4040 in strength decks. Sorry if spammy. I'm not sure what you're trying to communicate. What, doing that in in, in, uh, in Elden Ring? This isn't so much of a topic, but a fun fact. In Dark Souls 2, you would get two rings to make both L and R hand weapons invisible if you beat the game without dying or using a bonfire. Really? Who has done that? What crazy person has done that? Why Dark Souls owes a debt to its forgotten older sibling, uh, Atogi. What is Armored Core all about? Third-person sort of action-adventure-style combat in a mech suit, but apparently it's extremely challenging and it comes down to lots of building. Like, you're going to go fight a boss and realize you're not built properly and you have to kind of, like, respec and rebuild to do a better job in the fight. If a boss is weak to fire, but all you can do is melee, you could respec to pyromancy easily and it would make the game easy. I mean, I could see that angle of it, Fairy Man. I could, I, you know. I always forget that magic builds are kind of cheesy in those games. Like you can really, really bust stuff. Um, but here, here's the thing, though, Fairy Man. What you're saying and what Weezy's saying are somewhat in conflict, are they not? Weezy's like, it's not that hard to respect. Just go do invasions and get you know, a pale tongue and stick it somewhere <laughs> and then you can respec. Well, could, if, if what Wheezy's saying is true, 
then what, isn't that an argument that the game's too easy? Well, yeah, you can just go do invasions and get a bunch of pale tongues and then just respec into pyromancy and just melt, you know, melt a boss down with fire. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like it, it sounds a little reductionist to be like, it's super easy to respec. Is it? Then wouldn't everybody just doing that? You know what I mean? Respecting should require work and shouldn't be able to be done on the fly. I disagree. I disagree because what ends up happening is, is you invest in a stat and the weapon procs off that stat and then you get late game and a whole nother weapon shows up and you're like, oh man, I'd like to try this out. And you basically can't because you've got to go do other stuff to respect to try it. Like I just, I don't know. It feels unnecessary to me. Dark Souls 2 was far easier to respec. You went to the starting area, you talked to an old lady, give her an item to respec, when you get a ton uh, that you could get a ton of near the end of the game. Hmm. Also, Dark Souls 3, you can only do it five times without the glitch. Uh, it is if you're good at PvP. I'm saying things in the realm of being good at PvP, etc. Yeah. You also rushed that game? I didn't really rush Dark Souls 3. All the Dark Souls PvP content creators use the glitch so they can respec for different builds. So am I, am I being proven right by the community's behavior? <laughs> If you just spec into two melee stats, you never have to respec unless you want to do magic. Oh, I see what you're saying, Lambert. I will say, looking at some of these watermarked images, these have the look of AC4 or 5, but none of the locations or mech parts are familiar, so it looks like a new game. Oh, so you're judging the legitimacy of of the leaks or not. I'm with you, but a lot of games these days in Far Cry 6, you spend a lot once you get past the first part of the main game. I use the glitch too. Almost every weapon in the game, I like to switch it up. You can respec. It's just five times per new game. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to die on this hill. It's just a philosophical difference. narcoleptic Dan's making a good point pushing back on my position if you could simply have any build at any time while convenient I think it takes away from the value inherent to working toward a goal I think it's a very fair and good pushback on what I'm saying I do um I would just prefer a middle ground right just some kind of a middle ground where 
And, and maybe that's what, what Wheezy's trying to say is like, look, if you really want to do it, you can. You just go and do these other things. It would be nice if it wasn't set up that way to where I have to completely divert out of, you know, out of the normal game and go, or, or maybe like my, my, you know, existing content loop and I got to go do something completely different. Um, IGN has an article where Steven Soderbergh doesn't believe in VR movies too many technical obstacles just proves your point well that's time based though right that's true for now that's true dot 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 for now those technological obstacles will likely get smaller and less uh, impactful over the over the next 10 years Um, there's something to be said about the challenge factor and the sense of accomplishment in beating an obscure game that doesn't hold the player's hand I believe that's one of the main appeal of From Software Souls games it holds for the core fans respecting in Dark Souls 1 becomes easier the more you play says Samir the first playthrough of Dark Souls 1 says Ashen is supposed to be a bit of a slog and you're rewarded uh, and your reward is fleshing out your character and your builds There's just, to me, there is just something frustrating about being like, okay, I've invested heavily in a, in a, in a dex build, right? And then a strength weapon shows up, and if I want to try it, I have to completely leave what I'm doing. Like, let's say I defeat a boss, and he drops a, a sword that procs off a strength, and I'm like, nice, right? And then I want to go use it. Well, now I now I got a respec. Well, if you want a respec, you got to go do invasions and you got to get these tongues. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's you know, that's a little anti-celebratory of the new item. You know, I just beat this boss. It's a pretty cool moment, and I've got this new sword, and I I can't really do anything with it unless I go and do something completely different. Um, I don't know. Zynga killed at Star Wars Commander mobile game right when this started. Lots of angry players that it was cancelled. Take-Two uses Exola, Russian company to pay for transactions. Great news for them. Exola uh, user worker visa program to bring... uh, Okay. Uh, Didn't know about that other title. I didn't know there was another uh, Zynga Star Wars title. I didn't know that. You hope that the that the armored core leaks are not true. You want Sekiro too. Find a free tongue for respec. I, I, I okay. Let, let's say it this way then. Let's say it this way. It should be maybe just more tied to like boss fights or something. I don't know. A gamer sometimes must accept that a game might not have been made to appeal to them. Well, just because I don't like a system doesn't mean the game doesn't appeal to me. I'm just thinking from a design philosophy, right? You're you're 75% of the way through the game, okay? And you defeat a boss, and the boss drops something, and you're like really excited, and you look at it, and it's completely not in line with your build, okay? Having something inherent to that environment to say, hey... You you could you could respec and give this a whirl. Why? Well, you just beat a boss, and we think that that's fair. 
It's not a looter. It's not like I'm running around and grabbing like eight different swords and respecking six different times in that day. And oh, this boss is weak to fire, so I'm going to use fire on them. Like, I feel like after you beat a boss, if they happen to drop a weapon, it would be fair to say, all right, well, you just beat a really tough boss. If, if you want to respect to try that sword out, you can. And then that would be where the inherent risk is. Because if you respect and decide you don't like it, going back would then require maybe the cost right so you wouldn't want to like go in and spec into a fire pyromancy build just to spec out of it why well because they're going to make that expensive they're going to make that challenging to just like bounce in and out of a build as long as you have one pale tongue lono you can use the glitch just remember if you go back to the game it's useful for content yeah 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 If you keep if you keep playing, you'll be able to do everything at the same time. Just keep leveling. They could put a cost on respec and not limit it. There's no conceivable reason or justification for the ways they chose to limit it. Says distorted. Just don't use the spear. <laughs> Shut up, Abe. Um, maybe a ring that allows you to summon bosses that you beat already. Exactly. Since it seems to be a common occurrence on FromSoft games, seems to be a design feature, risk-reward. For some people, having enough knowledge or understanding of what to do is where the fun lies. Well, and I think that's one of the things about FromSoftware games that some people just don't jive with. It is the... Well, we're going to be withholding. We're going to be withholding, and that's part of the challenge. And there are people that get ticked off about that. They're like, "Why? Why won't you just tell me? Or why are you, why are you keeping information, you know, uh, obscured? You know, why wouldn't you just make this plain as plain as crystal to me? Why do I have to go, you know, trial and error, or test, or or get angry, or get frustrated? Right? I think." I think that's where that's where some of the debate comes from. Is it's like, well, you create these environments where the player doesn't know what in the frick's going on, and that's generally that's generally why, um, you know, that's generally why they're uh, they're struggling, right? Um, it's not necessarily that they're they're not bad. They just don't understand what's happening. You know, yeah, why are you being such a blank? I'm just trying to play a game here. Like, learning by dying is certainly a mechanic in game. Like, learning from failure. Failure is a great educator in these games. It does. You fail and you're like, what the frick was that? And you're like, well, let me try something different. And when when that happens, I think you're, you're working on a plane of understanding. Of like, well, my understanding's going up and therefore my finesse is going up. Okay. But if your understanding is, you know, obfuscated or, or, or they make it hard, like they're, they're sort of like, they're, uh, what's the word when you're, um, you're not allowing an investigation to, to happen. You are, uh, oh, you're not hindering it. You're, I can't think of the stupid word. Um, 
Are you spec for our Lord and Savior uh, Dragon Slayer Great Axe? <laughs> uh, you don't need to be max soul level to try everything. You can reach all the stat soft caps for the various weapons pretty easily. Obstruction. That's it. Yeah. You don't need to obstruct it. That That's how I feel sometimes. I get it. I get it. There's elements of the game that they like to remain mysterious. And then fans of From Software games are like, okay... I'm gonna try and figure this out, and then you take a lot of uh, you you talk you take a lot of joy from from solving it, right? And I and I get that. I think sometimes they just they it's just unnecessary sometimes. Like just just explain what in the frick's going on, you know, or just make it easier, you know, to to swap things around. I mean, you're telling me information, you know, Eugene, that the game doesn't tell you. Where does the game tell you that you're that, that that the weapons hit its soft cap? Where does it tell you that? You only learn that once you've invested souls and then you don't see the numbers going up anymore. You go and hit something and you feel like, well, that didn't have an impact. I must have hit the soft cap. Game doesn't tell you that. There was no way for me to know. I had people in chat saying, yeah, don't spend any more on that stat because you're you're at the soft cap. Oh, really? How did I know that? Game didn't tell me that. They had to let me continue to spend my my precious souls on that stat thinking I was good to go. And I would have done it two or three times before I realized, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You have to read stuff? Read what? What do you mean? What do you read that tells you that? You can only tell as what Weezy's saying organically. You invest the souls in ignorance and then you're like, oh... Well, wait a minute. That didn't happen. That didn't. That didn't go up. The game does tell you. Where does it? Where does it state that? Where does it state what the soft caps are? If you add more to an attribute, you can see the effect before you commit. So what? Do you just go to start adding to it, and what it shows zeros, and then that's when you realize you're at the soft cap like hazing into a guild of magicians who possess arcane and mysterious knowledge you can play a souls game or go open up some popcorn and play a game in a movie like uncharted i don't understand what you mean unnecessary in your view and that's what i mean empirical knowledge has its appeals unless you experience certain things you won't grasp it fully it's on the right side of the screen when you level up once you add before you commit you don't need 60 strength for that weapon. You need 40, which is the soft cap. Right. It doesn't say soft cap, but if you see a plus one, you probably pick something that gives you a plus five. I just, I, it, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't see what the benefit is in, in, in communicating in such a, a minuscule way. 
because and this is just where we don't see eye to eye on it you see it as like oh but then you discover and you trial and error and you you experiment and there's so much value from that and I'm like is there though (laughs) is there aren't you just aren't you just like figuring it out by stumbling and then once you know the information like what did you contribute to learning it you pushed a couple buttons on the screen and like read a couple of like read a couple of descriptions or like looked at some numbers and you're like oh got it like you didn't go on some like some exploratory journey you farted around in a menu for 15 minutes and made some deductions like i don't know I think you're overstating the value. I'm not saying the value is not there, but eh, <laughs> it's not that hard to be like, here's how the system works. <laughs> you know, here's how soft caps work. You know, well, no, I figured it out. <laughs> I, I, I read, I read the screen and you know, I, I experimented like, okay. I'm not a big fan of two-handing. One hand provides so much utility, different swing types, and ability to shield. Yeah, I remember there was a couple of times switching off of two-hand to one-hand really helped me. So. Here in Japan, when a person gathers enough recognition, they have pretty much total control, and usually leaders here have a very defined vision of what they want to accomplish. Right, no, it's a design choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm merely stating why I don't think it's I don't think it's as great and as grand as everybody says. <laughs> I don't think it's as great and as grand as everybody says. I think I think fandom and bias makes people call something positive that is is not inherently positive. There's nothing stopping from software from going, here's how this works. They choose not to. Right. Yeah, sure. I've played plenty of indie games that don't do that. And it feels I'm not saying it's true from software, but it just feels like laziness. It's like creating a nuanced tutorial is actually pretty difficult. Creating an organic tutorial that doesn't feel like a guided press this button, now press this button, now press this button experience, that's actually very difficult. And I think, you know, shrugging your shoulders and being like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Figure it out on your own. I think people turning around and being like, oh, this is a, this is this is good design philosophy. I feel like you're saying that because you like the game, not because it's inherently good game design. You're saying it because you've you've gotten through it and then you turn around and retroactively assign value to it. I think in the initial experience when people go through this, I don't think they're like, well, by golly, this is great not knowing anything. <laughs> now, somebody might push back and be like, well, but that's all part of the journey and the experience. Like, understanding that you don't know anything and doing everything you can to discover and start to learn things and and become more educated that's part of your journey through the game and that's part of the power fantasy is that like you're becoming an expert oh okay again farting around in a menu and figuring out that something has a soft cap i i don't think that's as that's as as high on the excellence meter as some people might claim it is it's like playing Monhun back in the day. We had to figure out weak zones, how much health, etc. Monsters uh, had just uh, how much they had instead of just running the numbers ourselves and pooling the data. That's part of the game. I don't agree with this take at all, even if I respect it. Oh, I don't expect people to agree with it. I just I don't I don't I find it very unappealing. I don't think it's all that grand. I'm not arguing the merits, just explaining how and why I think things are the way they are. Oh, I understand that this is a very very different philosophy. 
maybe in the West, game developers lean on the side of accept the player's input. Around here, those people are called masters, sensei, for a reason. They receive more reverence than anything. Right, it's almost like you have to earn this, um, oh, who was it that said this? It was Young. I believe it was Carl Young who said, in the realm of people having, um, existential or enlightening experiences when using uh, hallucinogens and drugs. Carl Jung said be aware of knowledge that has not been earned and that sounds very eastern. That's like that's like got some eastern mysticism to it. Like the idea that like if you think about if you think about some of the even like the eastern philosophies and some of the religions of you know, surrendering surrendering yourself to something and trying to receive special knowledge, and that's something that you have to earn and achieve on like a hierarchy. It would then make sense that that would influence the philosophy between, behind the game design to say you need to earn this knowledge. We're not going to give it to you. And when you earn that knowledge, there's a greater sense of accomplishment and arrival of 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 your journey. As opposed to us telling you, yeah, here's how the system works, right? It's You didn't earn that knowledge, they just gave it to you. So they drop you in a game and they're like, figure it out, man. This is life. This is our view of reality. This is what, this is what life is like. No one's going to come and tell you how all this works. No one's going to explain to you, you know, what, what, what special like relevatory knowledge is out there for you to, to for you to hear like the the universe isn't going to do that for you you've got to go out there and find it um lono's probably the only person to complete dark souls 3 and not rated as one of the best games he's ever played i feel like a lot of the, i feel like a lot of the design fell on its face in the late game I do. I, I think the camera. I think the camera frustrations and the enemy saturation in some of the areas with the poor cameras and with the poor environments. Um, I don't know. I found it to be pretty dissatisfying. It didn't feel like a crescendo. It felt sloppy at the end. If you didn't earn knowledge, you don't have a respect for how it should be used. Um, I just walked back here. We're still talking about gaming. Yeah, we 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 we've made it. We've made it to almost the two hour mark, and we're still talking gaming. Um, Lono hasn't really played Dark Souls 3 until he plays the DLC. Gatekeeping, can you can stick that in your ear. Um, I'm with Lono on that then. Yeah, I didn't feel like Dark Souls 3 ended very well. I think it, I felt, just felt like it got sloppy. I didn't, I don't know. Pontiff was amazing. The twin, the twin brothers were amazing. Uh, Dragon Armor was amazing. I, I felt like the Dancer and Cinder and, and Yorm were very disappointing. I think they were disappointing as crescendo elements to the end of the game. Dark Souls 3 is definitely not one of the best games ever made, just off the camera alone. Yeah, I, I don't feel it. I feel like it lacked polish as the, the further I got. I don't know. I just feel like it did. It lacked polish. It was. I found it irritating. Um, I don't know. It's not gatekeeping. It was designed specifically for Dark Souls fans. Yeah, and and uh, and when when it came out would you have said to all the people that had beaten Dark Souls 3 that they hadn't really beaten Dark Souls 3? No, you wouldn't do that because that's retroactively snobbish to be like, well, <laughs> this is the real Dark Souls 3. No, it was extra content beyond the base content. I beat Dark Souls 3. I did. I beat the game. I haven't gone and done all the side stuff and all the extra stuff. That doesn't mean I didn't beat it. That'd be like you beating Assassin's Creed and being like, well... 
You haven't really beat Assassin's Creed until you've done everything. It's like 150 hour play, uh, playtime. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. No, I didn't beat Madeir, no. You can easily see the last bit of the game was rushed, even as a Souls fan, says Ashen. Yeah, it doesn't, it, I don't know, it just feels like it lacks polish. I don't feel like I was unfair. I feel like I feel like the further I got in the game, the more I just felt like there were like I said there was just like a sloppiness. I was like this doesn't feel polished. This feels weird. It doesn't it didn't feel like a big crescendo. It, Cinder's in Cinder's fight like even Cinder's arena I feel like is sloppy. I feel like his I feel like Cinder's arena is sloppy. I feel like his scimitar form is bull. Um I you know, I, I don't know. I I it just didn't feel it didn't feel as good as it should have. It did not. It did not. It's okay to not like a game or have a very different opinion. Soulsborne games cater to a very specific fan base. Many of my friends did not like the series. I can appreciate, respect, and enjoy the games while absolutely ranting about them, right? Like with with Sekiro, Sekiro and I have like a love-hate relationship, right? I get to a place where I feel like I understand what's going on and I'm grooving and I'm taking things down and I'm winning and then all of a sudden something happens and they they, they subvert my expectations and they kick my face and I'm like and I fly off and I'm like frick this game, right? And then I come back and I figure it out and I beat it and I'm like, okay, I get it now. Alright, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then you go and you go and you go, and then all of a sudden they do it to you again. They like they rip the slats out from under you. Like you think you're good at Sekiro? You think you know what you're doing? <laughs> it's, it's adorable. Fight the owl, and you're like, what? Dead. You're like, man, I thought I'd gotten pretty good at this game. They're like, no, you haven't. You've done okay, right? You think you're you think you're doing all right here? Fight Madam Butterfly. Oh man, you think you're doing all right here? Here, fight the ape. He's going to get back up. Oh, you like fighting the ape? Yeah, here's two of them. You're like, what, well, gummit? You know. And then I got to a point with the owl. I was just like, man, this just feels like it's up, it's uprooting and subverting all of my expectations as a player. That, I think, is worthy of design respect. Because what you're doing is, is you're taking me on a psychological journey more than just a gaming journey. You're messing with me. And that's why I get angry. I feel like you're manipulating me. It's like we're gonna we're gonna spend a large portion of this game getting you to rely on deflect, 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 deflect. Sure, there's the mickery, and sure you can jump over some perilouses, but dodging's not gonna be central to your experience. It's there. Right? It's there. But the minute the minute you get to that rhythm of you're like man i've really got this down think about it think about the corrupted monk what's the corrupted monk do it tests your ability to be a deflect master and then once you get through that what's the big next bad boss <laughs> somebody that you're not going to be able to do that against that subverts your expectation it it conf- it, it it disorients you a bit it it puts you on it puts you on your heels both both from a gameplay skill-wise, but also psychologically, you're like, what the frick? The tension here is that Lono says, it's not my bag and here's why, and the Souls fans say, how dare you criticize my bag? I love this bag. That's not true. Lono says it isn't his bag and I respect it. I don't agree with the take, but I still respect it. 
there's not really agreement or disagreement here though I have I have a philosophical approach to information in games my philosophical approach is you give the player the information necessary to understand and then they apply that knowledge in to greater or lesser degrees of excellence and people that like from software games and even from software developers have a different philosophy of information they basically say not all information is owed to you some information is earned and i say okay like that's fine it's just different philosophical approaches you know the way the way they give you information in Sekiro, I, I I disagree with it. I'm like you. There's fundamental aspects to this combat. I'm not asking for my hand to be held. I'm asking for very basic basic tutorial. Like here's how this works, and you're gonna you know, and they outline it, and you go and you play against the guy that is you know undead or whatever. But um, this is your taking your opinion. I don't have any issue with it. I just don't agree with it. Right, but a, ph- a philosophical approach to game design doesn't need to be agreed or disagreed with. It just is, that's my, that would be my, that's my approach to knowledge in a game. That's my approach to information in a game. From Software's approach is different. It's, it's like, it would be like saying, my approach to framing a door as a carpenter is this. And you'd be like, well, my approach is this. I come from a different school of thought. Maybe you learn from like Dutch Amish carpenters and I learn from somebody else. And so our approach for framing the door is different. You wouldn't say, I disagree with that approach. You'd be like, I just, that's not the approach that I take. I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to split hairs, but like, I don't know if you can disagree with what I'm saying. It's just a different approach to giving people information in the game. It's a different way to handle knowledge about a game's basic systems and from software is more of the philosophy that there is some knowledge we will not tell you you will earn it through pain and failure (laughs) so i think that maybe is why it sounds like people are telling me like oh how you know you're wrong or how dare you or whatever and you guys aren't saying that i think today has been one of the more calm from software debate days it's like complaining about art styles. It's all subjective. There's uh, no one right way. Different ways to approach both are acceptable. Right. So that's what ends up happening is my philosophy or even my expectation is you're going to give me base level information. Right. And from software is like, no, we're not. <laughs> this is where you're losing me, though. You have a stance on a topic. I don't have a problem with the stance. I just don't agree with it. But I think, but I don't think I'm taking a stance. I've not said one is right or wrong. That would be a stance. I've not said this approach is right or this approach is wrong. I've said this just seems like the base level approach for game design that you would give me information. I'm not saying what From Software is doing is wrong. I'm saying my expectation as a gamer is that the game developers are going to give me base level information to proceed. And from software is like, yeah, but we're not going to do that. And so my expectation isn't met. I come at the game and they give me pieces of the information instead of like, like full morsels. And then they basically demand that I learn it or earn it through learning. Right. You are taking a stance, the stance of what you want or expect. 
Right, and expectations can't necessarily be like, oh, I disagree with your expectations. Like, I mean, I just expect that when I boot up a game, it's going to tell me it's going to tell me the basics. This is your opinion, though. This is your expectation. Expectation doesn't mean it's a standard. We have different words for a reason. I don't think an expectation is the same as an opinion. Like when I go to a restaurant, my expectation is that I'm going to be greeted and seated and given a table. That's not really an opinion. It's just my expectation. When I come to a restaurant, this is my expectation based on other experiences with other restaurants. My expectation when I play a video game is I'm going to be able to install it, boot it up, and be given most of, if not all of the ground level information for how the game works and how its systems operate so that I can proceed. And when those expectations aren't met, I get frustrated. It's like, why didn't you tell me that? Or why didn't it do that? Or why didn't it show me that? It's not really an opinion. Now, if I said, this is wrong, or this is bad game design, now we're an opinion. Now I've expressed an opinion. That restaurant service is bad. That's an opinion. There's a difference between an opinion and an expectation. It's not written in stone that it has to happen. The games you previously played uh, fulfill that standard, which is uh, isn't me trying to put you down. No, just like if you go to a restaurant, it's not weird or, or like entitlement or be, you're not being a Karen if you expect to be greeted and seated in a certain amount of time. Why? Because that's been your experience up to now is you go to a restaurant, they say, hi, how are you? How big is your party? And you tell them and they're like, all right, we'll have you seated in about 15 minutes. Okay. And video games, generally speaking, establish the mechanics and the systems of the game within the first, like, you know, hour or so. And then you proceed as the content loop, difficulties, and challenges expand upon those systems. And then that, the, as they expand, that pressure pushes in on your execution. And one of the things from software games do is it's a little bit shrouded. It's kind of like one of those games. Remember the game show where they would... Um, oh, what was the name of it? Different pieces of the picture would be visible and slowly they'd have to try to put it together but they couldn't see the whole thing it's kind of like what from software does like they obscure certain systems and things that you discover as you play through the game instead of them being like yeah here's how this system works right at the front end like earlier you said that you think it's lazy that some indies do that for example but from software isn't uh, whereas I don't support that train of thought I, I don't think you can necessarily say that every time a game doesn't put a tutorial in it that it isn't sometimes lazy. I do sometimes think it's lazy. They're like, we don't want to explain all this. I, I would say that Warframe is guilty of this. They just don't explain anything. I think it's lazy. <laughs> There's no reason to, to obscure all that and to not explain any of it. It just doesn't. It makes the game really inaccessible. It makes the game really hard to get into. It wouldn't be that hard to put together, you know, a new player, you know, 15 to 20 minute experience that walks people through all those systems. They explain nothing in that game. They're like, here you go. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't, what do I do? How's it all work? Well, we don't know. You, you, you tell us, <laughs> you know, it was called, it wasn't called catchphrase. <sighs> what was it? They would see like images and the images when you piece them together they would make a word 
and I don't think that you can say it is. This is where we differ. Well, you can't deny my right to say something is lazy. If I feel like they should put the effort in to do it, I, you know, a, a basic tutorial in your game, and you don't do it, and you leave it up to the player to decide, I think there are times where that is lazy. I think denying my ability to say that or saying that that's never true, I, I think is kind of is kind of ludicrous. Like... <laughs> So every instance in every game that has ever existed where it lacks a tutorial that's never stemmed from laziness. Okay. <laughs> that's a tough that's a tough position. That's pretty absolutist. I think there are times where it's lazy. They're like we can't be bothered with that. We want to just build a game that's going to take up too much time. I, I I think it is really hard to claim that there's never been an instance where a system in a game isn't explained as an act of laziness from the developer like yeah we're not going to do that we can't be bothered let the players figure it out I've not once said you can't think that you said I don't think you can say that it is you're saying I can't say that you're like you can't say that I don't think you can say that Calling it lazy is the wrong call. It's like calling minimalism art uh, lazy. Uh, it's the style. It's intended to be that way. Well, you're not engaging with my position. I didn't say every time a game lacks a tutorial, it's lazy. I didn't say that. I literally just said it three different ways, three different times. There are cases and there are times where the lack of a tutorial and player guidance stems from laziness. That's extremely conditional. I didn't say all games that lack tutorial in, 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 in early game information is lazy. I didn't say that. So yeah, to say that all minimalist art is lazy, yeah, that'd be a sweeping statement. I didn't make a sweeping statement. I said, I think there are times where it just isn't there because they're, they're being lazy. They're just not doing it. <clears throat> You're supposed to learn a video game and use those skills. Art's completely subjective. Right, it's just, like I said, it's a different expectation, right? It's just a different expectation. I didn't say it was bad game design. That's an opinion. For goodness sakes, we have an entire day dedicated to From Software games. I played through Dark Souls 3. I'm playing through Sekiro right now. And I've not said, this is bad game design. I've expressed that it's frustrating. It's like, well, that's irritating, that's not an opinion. That's me expressing my emotional state. If my expectation is that I'm going to go to this restaurant and be seated within a reasonable amount of time and I wait for two hours and I say, well, this is frustrating. Well, that's your opinion, man. No, it's not. I'm expressing my emotional state about it. And when I approach a game made by From Software, they're, they're, the way they either subvert your expectations or the way that they don't explain things to you doesn't meet my expectations as a gamer and therefore I end up frustrated that's not an opinion an opinion would be this is bad game design this is crap they should not have done this they should have done it my way I've not said that I've said when I approach a game when I come to the game I'm expecting you to explain these things to me I don't know if you got it before, but I think they do it so that people talk to each other and increase the amount of discussion. Right, there's 18 different reasons they might do that in a From Software game, right? There's 18 different reasons. They want you to feel like you earned the knowledge. They want you to feel like you experimented. They want you to feel like you figured it out. Or as you're saying, it creates like a social aspect. 
sure they have a goal they have an aim in mind I just I, I don't expect to have to go find all these things out for myself because you end up feeling like well am I doing the right thing am I not doing the right thing trial and error like and then you end up feeling like I ran into that with um salt and sanctuary because they wouldn't tell you where to go you don't know if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing you're just dying. You're like, well, I went to this area and just got obliterated. I, am I supposed to go that way? Am I too weak? Is it too early? I don't know. Go another way. Okay, I'm going to go over here. Get obliterated. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to go that way or not. I mean, the lack of information here is leading to both failure and frustration. And what happened? I stopped playing. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know if I'm making mistakes or because like if you know you're supposed to go that way and it's really really hard and you keep failing at least you know you're going the right way <laughs> you're like well eventually I'll beat this guy or eventually I'll beat this mini boss or or, uh, or whatever um, I'm not a Souls fan but I don't think From Software's approach is lazy I never said it was lazy I really feel like people are trying to put words in my mouth just so you can undercut what I'm saying like you're, you're being sneaky like Lono's saying it's lazy. Never said it was lazy. I never said that From Software was being lazy. I said that I think there are times where games completely leave out information at the beginning. And I even think I said smaller indie titles sometimes do this. And I think sometimes in those instances it's lazy. I never said From Software is being lazy. Not once. I never said that it was bad game design. I said that it's a different philosophical approach to information. They don't think that you should get all the information right up front. They obscure it. It's obs- it's obfuscated or whatever the word we used the one time. Obf- obfuscated? Obfuscated? They don't let you see it all. And people are like, well, I don't want my hand held. And again, I think that's an extreme. I don't necessarily think that, that the people that make these criticisms are saying they want their hand held. They're like, just explain the basics to me. I think the main reason is for world building. Earning knowledge plays heavily on that as well. We're missing one big thing in this discussion, which is the messaging system in Dark Souls and now Sekiro. Obfuscated. I struggle with that word. I think the original game design choice is good or should be that way. It's just as big as an opinion as thinking it's a bad choice or should be different. But I'm not saying it's a bad choice or should be different. Oh, you're saying the people that think it's good. I'm not one said whether it's good or bad. Lono said the lack of tutorial in Warframe was lazy. Yeah, I think it's lazy. I, but by this time, you can't load in a tutorial in that game to make new player acquisition a more enjoyable experience. What the frick are you doing? I think it's lazy. Just build it. It wouldn't take that long. Stop leaning on the on the audience. Stop leaning on your 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 community and just build a dadgum tutorial. Yeah, I definitely think that about Warframe. I think they leave the player in in the dark, and it doesn't. It's and it's not even a matter of like you could make the case in from software games. It's a design choice because philosophically they want you to grow in knowledge as much as you grow in skill, and those two things dovetail really well. That's not the way Warframe is built. I honestly love From Software's lack of hand-holding. My ADHD hates the Force tutorials. They make my blood boil. Oh, and I definitely am not asking for that. Like, go here, press this, 
do this like I'm not asking for that I think they could have done something very simple in Sekiro that would have taken almost all my criticism off the table all they had to have you do was go to the guy the undying guy that you like practice on and all they would have had to have you do was have two tutorials where you play against him and one is where you have to do vitality damage before he'll take posture damage at all and then one where you don't have to focus on vitality at all that's all they had to do And you'd be like, oh, I got to figure out when that's taking place. Because they put the tutorial up on the screen, like before you fight Madam Butterfly, and it doesn't make any sense because you would not, there's no reason to attack her vitality. And so it doesn't even make any sense. It's like, it's like after the drunkard. It's like, what? Why'd that even pop up? It doesn't apply to that fight. So that's what, that's, that's like my only, my only like feedback on that in Sekiro is like, it wouldn't have, what you already have tutorials popping up. You're already trying to tell me about it. You just could have gone in a much better way to tell me about it. That's all. It's like, why why make that confusing? Why have a member of the community type in my chat and make and in two sentences make it clearer than the game makes it? Can you keep the smaller words, please? In Star Citizen, there's no tutorial at all. I once asked about it and the community was like, no. All I want is to know some basic info, please. Listen, at the end of the day, you, the, video games are a business, and if you want people to play the game and come back, sometimes you got to swallow your pride and be like, "We better put together a tutorial, or people aren't going to understand what in the frick this game's about, and they're going to walk away." Right? I always want skippable tutorial, tutorials too. Not uh, only in games. Don't touch my hand, bub. Yeah, you. I get that. I get that. Some tutorials are obnoxious too. Not all tutorials are, are equal. Some tutorials are absolutely obnoxious. It's just like, shut up and let me play. Like, definitely. There's two extremes here. There's telling you nothing, like Warframe. And then there's telling you so much that you just get annoyed. You're like, can you? Can I drive now? Like, I end up saying that sometimes to games. I'm like, am I allowed to drive yet? Like, what am I doing? I'm just going through a button pressing like thing. Like, I'm not actually, <laughs> I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just doing what you're telling me to. I might have missed something, but I'm hearing that you completely hate from software and you think Souls games are niche. Yeah, that's 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 a great summary. Not at all. <laughs> it's here. A shame this game won't come out for years. Yeah. I put the game on hard mode and then I try to uh, teach me how to walk and look around. <laughs> yeah, it's like pr- look up, look down, look left and right. Like they make sure your camera's working. Yeah, 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 yeah. EVE Online has the longest tutorials I've gone through, and I still don't know anything about uh, upon finishing it. <laughs> uh, that was like the... Uh, that was like the long-standing um, tutorial in uh, in Cyberpunk. <laughs> Lona's looking at you, Biomutant. Yeah, Biomutant was that way. I was like, can I play, please? Eve is on another level. Yeah. Yeah. Warframe has a tutorial, though. At least it did when I tried it. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about a basic combat tutorial. Like, they don't explain any of the systems in the game, like, at all. 
I played Warframe in front of an audience and people were having to explain like every single screen. It doesn't walk you through any of it. It walks you through the basics of combat and that's about it. 100% of all tutorials are annoying to me. The moment I realize I'm in a tutorial, I go mad. I'm an experimentation approach kind of person. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if your upbringing in, 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 in your culture and the games that you've been exposed to over the years have really shaped your outlook and you're like, I don't want a tutorial. Get out of my way, right? Get out of my way. Like, I just want to play. I just, I'll figure it out. If I die 18 times because I don't know something, well, I'll, you know, I'll figure that out at that point in time. You know, it shapes who we are. Because what's funny is I remember going back and playing Perfect Dark with my brother in Rare Replay, and we were both shocked at the just complete lack of any information like they didn't tell you anything there's no waypoints there's no direction there's nothing you're just like I don't know what in the world's going on well th- we've we've come as as gamers we've come like a really long way in the realm of like our expectations we expect certain things because games slowly started doing that it was like well you can you can put a waypoint in the next room you know you can you can let them know where they're supposed to go and the old school games didn't do that they were like well figure it out and I wouldn't be surprised this would actually be a really interesting study if you think historically about like the rise of Nintendo and a lot of those games made by Nintendo Japanese developers they were really really tough games and I wonder if there is a split that started to happen where Japanese developed games, Japanese like community supported games continued on that trajectory of figure it out. Like here's an instruction manual up, down, left and right. And a and B one is jump. One is attack. Figure the rest of it out on your own. Right. And then the Western, you know, non, non sort of like, you know, Japanese market started to say, well, let's, you know, let's spoon feed a little bit here. Let's make the game maybe a little bit easier. Let's, you know, the, the, the idea of being able to continue, you know, like maybe, maybe the rise of arcades in the West heavily influenced game development with the idea of like arcade games were designed to drain you of your quarters because hey you can continue and so you pump the quarters in and you can continue and then that expectation gets into the brain of American gamers of like well I should be able to continue right I bought your game for 50 or 60 dollars let me continue let me continue playing so I wonder if there was a split in how games were developed all the way to now 2022 you 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 know you play some of these the the maybe the more Japanese mindset about it as as developers is we're not going to tell you all this stuff why would we do that and Americans are like what do you mean tell me I've been I've been playing games since the you know the Nintendo 64 and I've consistently been told what to do and how to do it what do you mean and so there's like this clash of expectations remembering game manuals had character info lore and backstory yeah I remember when you actually like had a game manual and you would like open it and it would have like the controller scheme and it would like point to all the buttons and you'd be like, oh, here's all the things that, you know, here's all the things you can do. 
My first week was restarting games after I finally figured out that a certain number meant, oh, that's population and not popsicles. Oops, restart. Love looking at the cool artwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd also say around the mid-2000s, lots of game companies were trying to capture each other's markets. Well, once gaming became super common and the age bracket was, you know, was broad, I think as the age bracket of gamers got more broad, I think what ended up happening was you you naturally had to make games maybe more accessible or easier, right? You had moms, you had dads, teenagers, and little ones all wanting to play video games. Well, I mean, you're, you're probably going to broaden the accessibility of the game. Take Sony Electronics, for example. 100% of any product has appalling UI. Uh, some might call it a challenge feature built in. So yeah, it's possibly cultural. Yeah, I've always found the Sony PlayStation interface, interface to be horrendous. It's just awful. It's just awful. YouTube saved me probably 500 hours of trial and error, and I'm grateful for it. I ain't got time for that. I'd rather master the system, not figure out the system. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, because, like, I think one of the way... I think one of the reasons I've I've quickly moved through Sekiro and Dark Souls 3 is once I know how the system works, or the fight works, or whatever... Buddy, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll beat it, right? I'm determined. I'm stubborn. I'm also not a. I'm not a very bad gamer. I would consider to me me to be a, a good a good video game player. I wouldn't say I'm excellent. Like nobody's tuning in to watch me be, you know, the best gamer in the universe. But I'm good in that I can go into a really challenging game, and once I figure out the basics, it's like I'm gonna whoop this boss. I'm gonna beat him. You know, I was beating most Dark Souls three bosses. I beat in under. 10 runs or less, 10 runs or less. Most of the bosses in Dark Souls 3, 10 runs or less. That's pretty good, right? Why? I had people explaining the systems to me and helping me with my build. So it removed all that nonsense and I just applied the technical like knowledge of watch their animations, watch for dodge windows, look for windows of damage. You know what I'm saying? So like I get to apply pure you know, technical and skill prowess instead of being like, what in the frick? Why am I weak? Why is this sword not good? Why won't I have a straight? What should I invest in? Where? What do I? What should I spend my souls on? I don't have to do any of that. I had chat doing all that for me. And similarly, in Sekiro, some guy says, hit her until she deflects and like a light bulb goes off. Like, bing! Oh! Jung, jung, bing, block, jung, 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 bing, block, and all of a sudden I'm in this dance with her, and she's done after two runs. Get, sit the frick down, Madam Butterfly. Why? As soon as I understood the mechanics, I could apply the mechanical knowledge. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Makes sense now. I understand the mechanics. Cuphead says, hold my beer. No, I moved really quickly through Cuphead. I mean, if you're trying to throw that in my face. I got to the dragon and was drinking and didn't appreciate the RNG and I put it down. I moved through Cuphead pretty fast. That was also a really long time ago. I was a very different gamer back then. I didn't have quite the tolerance for that kind of stuff. I gave up a lot quicker in games back then. That was an age ago. 
Uh, I would say you're one of the better Dark Souls streamers to watch. Good enough to finish the fight, but bad enough to have a legit struggle. <laughs> and angry enough to give you plenty of salt and rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it all to you. <laughs> I give it all to you. Yeah, tried to help Lona with phasmophobia. Frick that game, dude. What was the ghost's name? Mark Clark. Yeah, because I said Marky Clark and the Funky Bunch. (laughs) Marky Clark and the Clarky Bunch. I frequently return exactly. I frequently return to get the frick out, slapping the chair. <laughs> Legit, one of the be- best Dark Souls anger moments. Yeah, this handle over here, it gets, it gets, it gets abuse. It's a good chair. <laughs> I give that sucker a slap. been having fun with chivalry 2 we've heard a lot of good things about chivalry 2 disagree disagree yeah 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 the thing typically when i say disagree it's because i feel like i got outside the hitbox and they got me anyway that's usually when i say disagree i'm like disagree i got out of the hitbox yeah you got a blind Dark Souls 3 playthrough on your channel? It's not a blind playthrough, homie. Chat really helps me. It's my first playthrough, but it's not... You would not describe it as a blind playthrough, no. The Nameless King is so hard. You need to fight the Nameless King. If you don't fight the Nameless King, you can't criticize the game. <laughs> I think, well, Eugene, you said you beat him your first or second try. I found out why he's called the Nameless King. Yeah, Eugene... Eugene wiped the floor with him. Probably be a fun emote. Yeah, disagree. That's <laughs> a three-parter. A three-parter. We need an awful lot of subs if we're going to do anything like that. You should look into the Happy Hobbs, Soulsborne, zero hit run. Truly inspiring. Oh. Divine Confetti. Yeah. Yeah. Divine confetti. Frick your divine confetti, man. I swear. I swear there's like a there's like something on my microphone that all of a sudden gets me. First try no guide. He's not worthy of a name. Hmm. 
We need a good drinking game for Friday. A shot every time you say disagree. Why? Well, I, I can't be, I can't be held responsible for people dying. I kind of feel like, given the way today has gone, I wonder if we. What's today? Given the topics and everything over on presents, if we should, if we should, if we should kind of cut over there, maybe. A little early and say hey we're gonna do a let's talk about the purple platform stream after maybe not today maybe sometime this week maybe that's what we could call it like that's been the theme for so many of the most recent videos like let's talk about you know purple I don't like using their name over here because you know YouTube's not fond of people you you know talking about them unless of course it's the subject of the video then it's fine (laughs) a little behind but chat telling you the tips in emergent experience that doesn't exist if they tutorialize heavier well sure yeah I mean my experience in Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro is extremely unique I mean, I guess not that unique. A lot of players probably just consult wikis, which is basically what I get to do when I'm playing, right? I also killed uh, Nameless King on the second attempt, but his bird he flies in on killed me many, many times. If they do custom matches in chivalry, it could be great for split-screen casting. Yeah. That's what I said. What did you say, uh, Revive Farmer? Yeah, it's still a good watch through watching me play Dark Souls 3 for the first time. I wonder if we'll ever have a suck all the D's in the world, I hate you moment. Sorry, Lona, that was funny. I'm telling you, they do that. They do that on purpose. They do that on purpose because they know you're run back. They know you're irritated. And so they put people in your path to mess with you, right? It was like trying to get to the drunkard, you know, that, that whole instance, it's like, they're just messing with you. They're trying to trip you up and get you irritated. It's like, if you could just walk in and fight the drunkard, it'd be a very different experience, right? But the fact that you gotta like go up on the ta- up on the roof, run along the roof, then you gotta go over there, then you gotta fight the enemies. It just yeah, you can definitely cheese the drunkard too. If you can get rid of everybody and fight him with the other guy, you can get a ton of damage on him, and the other guy stays alive relatively easily if you just time it right. Little time the game to f off was a great moment too. I didn't say the f word though. <laughs> Uh, uh, 100% on purpose by design. Yeah, they're trying to whittle you down. They're trying to they're trying to wear you down. They want you to get. They want you to get. B- they want to break you. They're trying to break you. They're trying to break your resolve. At 100%. Because it, 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 they you're going to go back into the fight irritated, and then you're not going to play as well. You are you are just as much. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, you, you're, you're one of the enemies in the room as much as the enemy on the screen. Your own, your own persistence, your own ability to, to, uh, to, to, to press on. Um, hmm. Wait until Demon Souls. I think I know that some of the runbacks in Demon Souls are like way more frustrating, are they not? Remember when you dropped the BS bomb? You're fighting Sullivan, Pontiff Sullivan. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, this is bulls. Yeah. Yeah. When the only fires are at the beginning of a stage. Yeah. I remember that about Demon Souls. I remember being like, oh man, you got to run back so far. Yeah, this is so frustrating. Dying Light 2 rumor to take 500 hours to 100% complete. It's not a rumor. They officially stated that if you do literally everything in the game, it's like 500 hours. They said it's 20 hours for just like a normal playthrough. And then they said 50... I think, hang on, uh, I'm sorry, 80 hours if you do uh, main story and all side quests, 500 is like max out everything, main and side, different choices of endings, checking every page on the map, dialogue, finding every collectible, yeah, it's not a rumor, like they, they themselves, the developers were like, yeah, 500 hours, and everyone was like, what the frick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 20, 20, 80, 500. 20 if you just straight line it, 80 if you do main and side quests, you know, and you're, and you're kind of exhaustive, and then 500 if you're insane. Eugene's our resident Dying Light expert, so direct all questions to him. <laughs> Uh, thought I read 52. Yeah, I pulled up the tweet to make sure I said it correctly. Yeah, it's 20, 80, 500. That's how they break it down. And then people are like, 20 hours is so short. A 20-hour campaign if you're skipping side quests? That is long. That's long. 500 is completionist with like three to four playthroughs. Yeah, because there's like alternate endings. A 20-hour campaign, if you're not doing side quests, that is really, really long. Because who do- who literally doesn't grab even side quests? That's- that's- The average person is gonna do at least, I would think, 20% of the side quests, like, by accident. You're just gonna grab them and do them. You're not really paying attention some of the times. That's short to me, but I play a lot. You think 20 hours if you skip side quests is short? I put 80 hours into The Witcher 3 with both DLCs over Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, whew, that's a lot. That's a lot of game right there. If they said 20 hours with all the side quests, I could see somebody being like, well, that's kind of short. How much padding are you putting in there with those side quests? Like, whenever a campaign is around 10 to 12 hours, I think people are right to be like, that does seem a little short. You know, the game's been in development for how long? And you can't provide me with a story longer than 10 or 12 hours. 
once you get to the 15 and 20 hour mark I'm like that's that's pretty good I mean that some games literally if you beeline the story it's like a 10 hour game and that, that this is twice that and I mean they're literally saying like let me let me um, let me get the phrasing right let me get the phrasing right I don't want to misrepresent them so they're saying 20 hours needed to complete the main story. So you just run through the main story. It's 80 hours if you finish the main story and all the side quests. So if you do main story and all side quests, 80 hour game. That's nuts. That's like an Assassin's Creed. No, no, no. Not 20 hours for Elden Ring. We're talking about Dying Light. The developers released an image that said 500 hours. And what they were trying to do, and it got kind of misrepresented, they were trying to say, like, hey, you know, if I, if I, if you do everything in the game in multiple playthroughs, like, there's like 500 hours worth of content, right? God of War is about 20 and a half hours in length. If you're a gamer that strives all aspects of the game, you're likely to spend 51 hours to obtain 100% completion. Yeah, if you focus on the main objectives in God of War, it's about a 20 hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think if your main story hits 20, that's that's solid to me. That's pretty solid. I think once you're down under 15, when you're in the 10 to 13 window, that feels a little short. It's like, well, dad gummit, the first 3 or 4 hours is usually setting up the story, you know. The first 3 or 4 hours is, you know, I don't know, sometimes 4 or 5 missions. And I'm already almost halfway done. That feels crazy, right? But, you know, games are getting bigger, as is our expectations. Elden Ring, they're saying, is about 30? Just to straight line it? Isn't 20 kind of standard? Yeah, I think 20 is becoming more of a standard expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guess you're right. I'm just into super long games. Yeah, you got to be careful. If you're getting accustomed to super super long games, I mean, uh, the average the average single player game is not going to have uh, a, a campaign that exceeds 20 hours. That's going to be really freaking rare. Like I'm talking main campaign. I'm not even talking side quests. If a main campaign hits 20 hours, that's that's dadgum long. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed games are nuts. It's hard to even compare to them. They're so different in how they deliver. 30 is pretty standard for souls. Oh, I don't have my hardware monitor open. Here in my, uh, my pump cycle. long as Elden Ring according to the director uh, Miyazaki from software's upcoming action RPG can take around 30 hours without a lot of detours that's pretty dadgum good man we are <laughs> we are we are in for a treat as a as a as a live streaming environment we are in for a treat if you've enjoyed this discussion about the from software new game leak 
uh, which is Armored Core. If you've enjoyed that, as well as our other discussions about uh, Dark Souls and Elden Ring and everything else, remember to hit subscribe and the bell button. We do these shows uh, Monday through Friday. If you're a fan of From Software Games, make sure you're here on Fridays because we do From Fridays, uh, which is how we have been covering Elden Ring and working our way through uh, both recently my first playthrough of Dark Souls 3 as well uh, as a playthrough of uh, Sekiro that we're working on right now. I was contemplating bouncing over to Presents early and even doing a stream after today's video to be like, let's talk about and clarify all the things going on over at Purple because my wife sent me their their DMCA kind of like their like what exactly are their DMCA guidelines and that their role they don't have the authority or ability to make legal judgments regarding allegations of copyright it's our policy to follow the statutes see but even still their role they're saying they don't do anything legally well that doesn't mean you can't enforce your dadgum TOS um so we may have to do that another day I don't know um because I don't have a thumbnail or a title or anything. Uh, but I definitely think we need to stream to break it all down because we end up talking about it over here and I don't want to do that. So it might be nice to have like an AMA live stream Q&A kind of a, hey, let's talk about the purple platform because um, it's pretty serious what's going on over there. And um, I have I have some, you know, in today's video, uh, in today's video, I have some, you know, stern words for Co Carnage because he, you know, he he talks about how this just seems weird and inconsistent and favoritism, and I'm like, Co, you've not been paying attention. <laughs> if if you think this is a new phenomenon for that platform, you've not been paying attention. So I get I get I have some kind of stern words for him, not in a mean way. I respect the guy, but I don't think he's been paying attention. They all sat idly by while this has been happening for years. Uh, and done nothing, so and said very little. Um, so I would love to have a live stream with you guys about it. I really, really would. I think it could be really, really enjoyable. Um, remember too, if you if you liked today's stream, this morning we talked about uh, Take Two buying uh, Take Two bought um, Zynga, and I argued that it was related to Star Wars. Um, we also. We also uh, recently covered New World, Lost Ark, Halo Infinite, uh, Elden Ring, the new Nightingale game. Uh, we cover a lot of different topics here. So I am safe for work. I can get maybe, you know, I might drop a swear word or two if I get really angry playing like a From Software game. But generally speaking, you can leave me on in confidence. People subscribe and then they throw me on in the background every day like video game radio. So make sure you're subscribed with the bell button. Um, so last night's video was super interesting I wish we had a better way of titling and tagging it because you know streamers asking for better sub split we we got into something that is far more interesting which is the profitability of the website which is just far more interesting um than uh than than what's going on and uh so I don't know if if I feel like we should do it today I feel like it's hot right now I feel like the purple the purple subject is hot right now. I don't know if creatures around that could make a thumbnail for it because we'd want to schedule it before going over there. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm gonna take a quick break anyway and stretch my legs and use the restroom. Make sure and smash the like button. Make sure you're subbed. Don't go anywhere. Still plenty of discussions to be had. Maybe let's set our sights on 300 likes, and uh, you know, possibly, possibly might be able to follow up 
the we have a presents video hitting today. We have a larger channel with about forty seven thousand subs where we're talking about disguised toast getting banned and what it means, um, uh, what it means for for purple and what's going on and the DMCA thing just continues to brew over there. Okay, so I'll be right back.
Alright, sorry. House is cold, but I don't. We don't like turning the heat up too much. We try to keep it at like a good level. Um, popular and broke is a good title. Yeah. Hulk and Spidey, you're racing for the chair. Oh yeah, yeah. They do kind of look like they're like that. Um. See, let me see if creatures around yet. No, he must be. He must be busy today. Either that, or he doesn't like the idea. I like the idea of going over there, pushing the video early, and then streaming after it. Just because it's been such a hot topic, and we barely got to touch on it this morning. Um, we just we didn't get to touch on it. We like talked about it a little bit, but then we had to come over here. But I've got like so many things I want to say, and I know that like you guys have a lot of questions about uh, what's been going on with the bands and the DMCA and everything else. Um, three four three confirmed that Halo Infinite's a live service game, but that they don't know what they're doing. I think they, I think they have a general plan. I think they have a general plan of what they want to do. I think that they. You know, they came back from winter break and they've got things they've got to fix and they've got to work on. I, I don't think this is the first time they've confirmed their goals or aspirations to be a live service game. I mean, for Pete's sakes, they said that the game was going to go for ten years. I mean, that, that, that this isn't this isn't the first this isn't the first time they've said something like this. I, we've, it, it, was, did anybody hear that and like they were was anybody shocked like oh I can't believe it's a live service game. Um... I don't know. Hmm. I don't have the thumbnails for over there. I would make one for myself. Uh, They basically said there is no roadmap. They're working on one, though. Huh. I mean, I, I was gonna, I was gonna cover them tomorrow about something completely different, but maybe that would be like, maybe that would be the the one to go with. You know what I mean? Um, around 17 Celsius at home. What is it, around 60? Yeah, we keep it like 67 Fahrenheit in the house, which is pretty cold in the winter. A lot of people keep it usually like between 68 and 70, and ours we keep it at like 67. So it, we we keep the house pretty cool. Um, I don't know. We, we, I, I forget what year it was where we read that like your kids will sleep a little bit better if the house isn't like super warm at night and uh, so we tried it one year we just kind of bumped the air down we bumped the heat down um, and it actually we, we felt like it was true we felt like they slept better so um, I don't know um mm. 60s is perfect here. Shorts and hoodie weather. Odds that co-op is delayed further. I don't know. I really don't know. It, 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 it's 
I don't think I don't think co-op is the issue. I don't think that Forge is necessarily the issue. I think they're I think they're having a I think they're having an internal creative vision breakdown personally. I think I think there are people or persons still in place that have really terrible ideas about multiple cores and the fragmented nature of the cosmetics and the you know the progression system and the XP system they've admitted that they don't like and want to work on but I don't know I think they're dealing with an internal creative dissonance I don't think it's gone I think they have people in positions that have ideas and viewpoints about how to structure the game and monetize and 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 have all the armor cores and decorative things have it all broken apart and I I think that it's it's very clear to me that somebody somebody at the company is making decisions and, and, and making calls that are just not good. So um um sleeping in a cold room but I hate when it's wake up time oh yeah sure when it's time to get up it's awful <laughs> it's awful I feel like they're having a bungee problem meaning that they don't know how to deliver regular meaningful content drops I mean I would even take it back further than that I, I don't think it's that they don't know how to have meaningful regular content drops I think that they have people in positions of leadership that are going to drive that game into the ground um, that's, that's, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, an early problem, right? No, I agree. I agree. It's very, very similar to the early problems that Destiny faced of you had to blitz, you had to, you had to rip your game apart. You had to cut a bunch of things out. And now you've got, you've got this creative dissonance at the company. And because you have this creative dissonance, you know, there is, there's like a direction problem. You know, some things could be attributed right now to the fact that like the, the, the season's not supposed to last for six months. And so like the XP progression and the challenge based battle pass and, and everything else. Like, I I think that, um, I think those things will fix themselves with time. Like once the seasons are shorter, but I'm telling you somebody cooked up that somebody cooked up the way that the storefront works the way the armor cores work the way the armor coatings work somebody somebody cooked that up and it's bad you know before you had 80s tees didn't you say you really like into the am i have a few of their shirts and they're so good yeah the problem is with them is they moved uh they moved away from doing licensed stuff because they had like really great God of War stuff um and then they were gonna do some Horizon stuff and then it all disappeared cause there's they, they don't they don't have um they don't have any of the gaming storefronts anymore you used to be able to go to their website and then they had like yeah there's nothing there now 
they, they had they had these really amazing Assassin's Creed shirts, which I still have that one, and I still have a God of War one, and they were slated to get Horizon Zero Dawn official merch, and then it never happened. So I lost interest very quickly because like I, their their stuff was cool, but it didn't look that much different than stuff that you would find on like, um, you know, designed by humans or something. Exactly two months after its release, Forza Horizon 5 has crossed into the 15 million player mark. Gee, many Christmas. Um, mm, he must be on a call or something. We got less than... We got about 10 minutes before we're going to have to go. don't think there's any thumbnails over there I could borrow. Oh, we do have one. I could probably Photoshop that one and Twitch the DMCA issue. Um, The DMCA continues, I could probably make it say. And then we could do a stream of like just breaking that down. Um, let me see if I can get a full size of it. Using one with the purple logo on it. Yeah, we've got one that says it says Twitch the DMCA problems, and I could probably download it and change it to the DMCA continues. Um, let's see here. Download. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can probably use that one and then just sit the, the DMCA continues. We can just do a live stream about like the issues. Um, what game are you talking about? Today we were talking about all, all sorts of things. The From Software leaked game was Armored Core. Uh, DMCA drama. Uh... Not a lot of competition at all. Negative 15 degrees Celsius in your house. Why is it? What? Why so low? Why fi- Why do you have a do- five degrees Fahrenheit in your house? Why? Mm. Oh, I don't care if you use Lep stuff, uh, um, Sven. Um. Reminder, don't go outside when it's 23 before wind chill. Alright, give me a second. 
<laughs> Hassan, stop snitching. <laughs> I love how like the most popular streamers on the platform are saying not stop snitching. He lives in an igloo? Sounds like it. going rogue I am I am I'm gonna get scolded but I don't care uh, he is not a drill yeah we need that to be that and that to be that and then we gotta drag this on top of it. You're going to get cartoons taken away. <laughs> Don't be mean to me. Going rogue, I'm going rogue. Get him, get him. What's it look like with like a red dot when they do that? Live red dot. 
images. Put it after. making memes. Yeah, I'm making memes. I guess we could leave it. Okay. Um. Go live. What time? I got five. I got five minutes. Hang on. Did they just? They got unbanned. Okay. three hours this took way longer frick oh well
Okay, I just want to give us an opportunity to talk about it. Like, I feel like we're we're trending in like this direction of like, there's so much to talk about. It keeps coming up. It's only going to be relevant, you know, or as hot as it is right now, you know, for a certain amount of time. And so I'll have today's uh, premiere redirect to it. Uh, and I'll actually have this premiere um, go at 2.30. Okay, it's not too close. I gotta reset the redirect. Okay. This second stream was 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 great. It was it was much better than the first. Let's do this. Oh, what the frick does it do this? Like, there are websites that give me the ability to do thumbnail grabs, like... And YouTube just doesn't. Alright, this premiere is going live in like 60 seconds, and then we are going to do a live stream after it, alright? I just, I feel like giving us like an hour or so to break it down, you know? We'll go until about four or something, so. Because it just, it keeps coming up in the live stream anyway, so. It's just going to continue happening, so. If you guys are here right now, do me a huge favor. It's been super helpful uh, to the streams over there. Uh, and the premieres and that channel for you guys to support these premieres at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, We're going a little bit early today, so please click the link in chat, and I will see you guys over there.